Welcome to In the Dark, everyone. Tonight's guest, I have back with us Robin Haynes McRae. She's here telling us about some of the things that have been going on at her house recently. Some pretty crazy stuff. Robin, you know, this is something that she lives with. It's a daily occurrence for her. It's just pretty crazy stuff. Um, next week, I'm also having world-renowned researcher of Bigfoot and I'm sure other entities. Ron Moorhead's going to be here, and I'm real excited to have him. So without further ado, and without spending too much time on the intro here, let's get on with the show. Hey. Well, hello. Hey, how are you? So we finally hooked up. Thank God. I, knew, I can't believe it. I was like, it's been such a long day. And then I was like, oh my God, I want to do this so bad. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. So where do we start tonight? Let's, let's start. I don't know. It's been so crazy. Who mm-hmm. even knows at this point? Like I know. Well, between I... the, the foots in the ETs and all the craziness that's going on. It's like, where do you even start? I don't even know where to start. Well, how about with your encounter or the story you told me about being abducted the other night when you were sleeping? Oh, yeah, that was what a mess. You know, I, I've been taken since I was, well, when I was four and I remembered it, they had told me that that wasn't the first time even then. And so you know, it's, and it's, oh, it goes on. It's gone on my whole life, like more times than I can count. But I've only had like two or three times that it actually frightened me. And then once I learned how to fight back, mm-hmm. even when I was tranced or in a dream state, the frightening parts didn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. And I have no recollection of the tests that they've done on me. I know they've done them because I found marks on me, like from instruments and things. And, you know, they've taken DNA and there's been a lot of things that were done and I I knew about them, but I didn't remember like the pain from it. And then the other night, this is altogether different. Like this is really weird. Um, Pat and I were sitting on the bed and I had been for like three or four hours. Like I was on edge. I felt like I was going to pop out of my skin and I'm like waiting for something to come after me. And I was prepared to fight. I mean, I was not like I wasn't. And I'd already been outside and it was very quiet, very still. The foots were moving around, but they were all the good ones, nothing bad. And Pat and I were sitting on the bed. We were going to watch TV. And all of us, and I told him prior to this, I said, I just feel very hostile right now. I feel very on edge. Like I'm ready to, it's almost like ready to rumble type thing. And I'm like, but nothing's going on. And like 10 minutes later, this flash of light flashed in the bedroom. And it was like if somebody were to take a camera and use the flash on you, that instantaneous flash, and then it's gone. Yeah. yeah. And it, it did that. And I looked at Pat and I said, what the hell was that? He says, I don't know. So we looked, you know, out the window, didn't see any UFOs. And he's like, do you want me to go out and see if there's anything over the house? And I'm like, no, because it's going to happen anyway. He said, well, then I'm just going to stay awake. And I said, no, you're not. You to work tomorrow and you can't take time off work and you know he drives he's a delivery driver for FedEx mm-hmm. so obviously we want to make sure he has plenty of sleep and he's not behind the wheel falling asleep and I was like so I just I need you to go to bed 
And he's like, well, I'm not comfortable leaving you awake. And I said, well, there's really nothing you can do anyway, because if it, they come into the room, I'm just going to blast their asses. Like, I'm not even asking questions at this point. Yeah. And I'm like, it'll be okay. Just go. I, I really was not anticipating what happened. Um, I was wide awake. Like, I was too antagonistic, I guess, where I couldn't sleep because I just felt like something bad was coming. Yeah. So I laid there and I'm watching TV and I looked at the clock and it was like one thirty quarter to two. And I don't remember anything. I was sitting upright. I mean, I wasn't even laying down. I don't remember anything after that. And when I go to bed at night, as everybody that knows me, I have two cell phones because I get a lot of problems um, from the government. And so when they go after one of my phones, I have a backup phone for safety purposes. And so I have two cell phones that are on the charger and are right directly next to my bed, which is right where my head's at every night. And then I have my tablet, which is right next to that. And then I always take my slippers and I have this big tower type with drawers in it. And I put my slippers up on that before I go to bed because I have this absolutely outstandingly gorgeous golden retriever puppy who owns me and he knows it, but mm -hmm. he likes to eat shoes. So <laughs> he's only four months old. So the he's shoes were up on the tower and I rolled over and I just felt like I had been drugged. Like literally I was so groggy. I looked over to see what time it was. Pat wasn't in bed, but Pat gets up very early. I mean, mm -hmm. even before he goes to work. And so I rolled over. Neither one of my phones were there. The tablet was there. The phones were not. So I got up and I went to go get my slippers. And my slippers were gone. And I thought, what is going on? Like Pat never messes with my phones. I don't mess with his. And this was just bizarre that not one was gone, but both were gone. Yeah. So I found one of my slippers and it looked like it had been tossed across the floor. Like if it had fallen off my foot or somebody had thrown it or something, it was just definitely not even where I would have walked had I gotten up to use the restroom. Cause I have a bathroom that's attached to my bedroom. And I picked that up and I'm like, where is the other one? And Pat comes in the room and he's like, Hey, are you okay? And I said, yeah. Like, why did you take the phones? I couldn't even see what time it was. He said, I didn't take the phones. I found the phones. I said, what do you mean you found them? He said, well, it's, and we have these big drawer things in the bathroom as well. He said, I found it on top of that in the bathroom, both of them. I said, number one, if I got up to use the restroom, I would not have taken two cell phones with me in the middle of the night. Right. And I said, I would have never put them on there because we have other things stacked on it. And I said, it would have been too easy for him to slide and fall on the ground and broken like that I've never put them there in my life let alone take them in the middle of the night to the bathroom he said that's where they were at he said I thought it was really weird too so he said I moved them he said they're over here for you he said I didn't want to wake you that's why I didn't put them back over on the side of the bed but he said they were you know this doesn't make any sense and I said no it doesn't I said have you seen my slipper no I haven't seen it and so he walked in the bathroom and it was sitting in front of the toilet just like it, I had been sitting there there was one slipper there mm-hmm and the other one I found on the floor outside in the other room. The dogs could not have done it because there's a door going in and out of there. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so bizarre. And he looked at me and said, hey, honey. And I said, yeah. I said, check out your pajamas. I said, I know I'm wearing pajamas. He's like, no, you really need to check out your pajamas. And I looked at my shirt and it was fine. I look at my, my bottoms and they were on inside out.
that's crazy. And they were not inside out when I went to bed. Number one, before I went to bed, there's actually these little pockets in them. And I had put a tissue in there. And oh if they're inside out, you, you can't have access yeah. to it. And right. the tissue wasn't, wasn't in there either. Oh my and I thought, what in the hell? And I felt so groggy. And my phones have not worked correctly since. And now when I send a text message, other things are being sent along with the text messages. Yeah. Um, I sent a message to my son-in-law yesterday. It was his birthday. And I said, he was at work. And I said, happy birthday. I love you. And he said, I love you too. And I sent him like a smiley face. Mm-hmm. And he came home and he said, mom, what were all the question marks for? I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, after I told you I loved you, he said, you know, I got all these question marks sent to me. Mm-hmm. He didn't get the smiley face. He just got a ton of question marks. And I said, I never sent that, Ryan. He said, yeah, you did. And he showed me his phone. So I went and got mine. It wasn't on there either. And this has been going what? on a lot ever since this happened. And it, it's random things, sentences that I didn't say. Yeah. Um, so far, nothing vulgar, nothing cruel, but things that I did not say are being sent. Um, today, I could not send a picture anywhere from my phone, from my one phone. The other phone it, yesterday was the problem with that one. Yesterday, I couldn't send anything from that one. Today, that one I can send from, and the one I'm speaking with you on, I, I couldn't today. Um, it's just been really, really freaky. And then right after that happened, I went to get out of bed and I said to Pat, I said, my whole equilibrium's off. Yeah. Like this is really odd. And this went on for like two days. And then I started getting numb on my right side and I was having a hard time focusing and and coordinating, correlating what I wanted to say. So we went up to ER and they're like, you have every symptom of a stroke. And they ran a ton of tests and I'm not having a stroke. They have no idea what the heck's going on. Um, It's, most of it is gone now. It's like once it was acknowledged that it was happening, mm-hmm. as severe as it was, it came to a crashing halt. Now I get a little bit of my equilibrium is off, but I'm not doing what I was doing before at all. But it, it kept up. It did that for two or three days before I went to the hospital. And it was almost like once it was recognized that I was doing these things, it all stopped. Mm-hmm. Which is even weirder, you know. Um, but a lot of really strange things going on. And like I said, now all this problems with both of the phones and then my, um, on the one phone, the protector for the phone. Yeah. It was damaged. The other one is completely scratched up. Oh, that's so weird. I mean, it's just absolutely. Yeah. It just, it sounds so bizarre. And then didn't you have a dream too? Was, was there something that happened with a dream the other night? Kevin, yeah, we're, I'm having a lot of very strange dreams um, where I know it's very obviously ET and government. And um, the thing when you have a dream and, you know, if you really want to know if it's an ET or not, is they can imitate what a person looks like. They can imitate the movements. They suck at the voices. They don't do well at imitating voices. And right. so what happens? you get them in these dream states or in a dream or even outside. I mean, this has happened also, you know, when I was awake where they either won't look at you when they're talking or mm-hmm. it's very, very short sentences. They're not very elaborate and it doesn't sound hundred percent correct. Right. 
but I'm getting all these wacky dreams um, that make no sense. And then what made it even crazier, and this guy, I haven't talked to you since this happened. Pat and I were watching a movie and he had went to bed. This was probably like three or four days ago. And for some reason, I just felt like I needed, I was supposed to be awake. I knew I was supposed to be awake. And I was like, okay, either the foots want something or somebody wants something and, or something's going to happen. I didn't feel agitated. Um, I felt fine. I just, I just got, had this knowing that I was supposed to stay awake. So mm -hmm. I'm sitting watching TV and I was watching a movie and I got done with that. And I'm looking for another movie to watch. And I use a lot of the streaming services and I'm looking and this movie popped up and it was talking about alien abductions and people that had had them. And it said answers. It was called the answers. And I started to go buy it. And it kept popping back up on the tablet. Every time I go by, it would pop back up. And I was like, okay, obviously I'm supposed to watch this. And I heard a right. voice and it did not sound real familiar to me, but I, I heard something say, you need to watch this. You need to watch it. All right, fine. So I click on it. I purchased or rent this stupid thing and I put it on. Um, I like to point out, I still have not watched it, but as it came on, and this is where it gets freaky the very first person that came on there started talking about this big flash of light that flashed into her window. Oh my gosh. As soon as that happened, I started having flashbacks of memory. Okay. I never got a chance to watch the rest of it. Um, it was very odd after that because after, and I didn't, I don't remember a lot and I will tell you what I remember, but it was very odd because it was just like this, somebody sucker punched me. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I would try to watch the rest of the show and I would be watching it. But yet in my brain, it was like everything was scrambled. Like I couldn't even understand what they were talking about. The voices didn't sound right. Everything was just discombobulated. So yeah. I shut it off and I didn't want to wake Pat up because he needed rest. My daughter was awake and had just gone to bed. It was like, again, we're back to the two in the morning. You know, everything happens to me between 1.30 and 3.30. Mm -hmm. And she had just gone to bed and I thought, I'm not going to call and tell her what's going on because I don't want to freak her out, you know, um, let her sleep. So I just stayed there and I was like, I was obviously upset. I wasn't, it's still, I'm not afraid. It was mm -hmm. more of a panic attack type thing, but yet I was like starting to, but I wasn't really completely reacting to it. So I went and I watched another movie and Pat happened to wake up very shortly after this happened. And I was like, very calm. And I'm like, well, I need to tell you something happened. And he's like, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I started to tell him and I'm telling you what, I could not catch my breath. I was hyperventilating. Um, I was crying, but not really full fledged crying. And I'm like, I just kept saying the same thing over and over again. I can see him. I can see him. I can see him. They're standing at the end of the bed. Now I've been wide awake when I've had him come and stand next to the bed. Okay. And I've never <laughs> reacted to my life like that. Like never. Wow. Oh my God. They're standing there. They're standing there. I can see him. I can see him. And he's like, are you all right? And I'm like, I'm okay. I'm okay. But I'm hyperventilating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like they're not hurting me. They don't have bad energy. They don't feel like they're trying to hurt me. What I basically saw were between four to five feet in height, closer to five feet, very thin, very skinny, long arms, long fingers, oh. the um, pear shaped head. And I could see it was all, they were shadowed out in black. Right. Like I couldn't really see features. 
but you, it wasn't like a shadow figure. It was a solid mass. Mm-hmm. And I could see the dark eyes that were darker than the dark of the body. I mean, it was just like something didn't want me to see what mm-hmm. they looked like, but yet I could see that they were solid. And so I'm telling him this. It sounds so freaky to me. It just, oh yeah. God. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And he's like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And then after I got that out, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm composed now. I'm a little shaky, but I'm okay. And I said to Pat, I said, ever since that happened, the when it did happen originally, I didn't sleep for days after that. Mm-hmm. It's not like me. Like usually, you know, this kind of stuff goes on and I just, I go about my business the next day. And I kept telling him, I said, this doesn't make sense to me because I'm not, I don't feel frightened. I don't feel fear. I mean, I don't want to be their best buddies and sing around the campfire with them, but I I don't feel like I'm afraid. I just feel like I'm having a panic attack all the time. And like, I would go to sleep. I wouldn't even take a Tylenol because I was like, I don't want anything that's going to knock me out. I don't want anything that's going to knock me out. And I, you know, I have every arthritis that there is, plus I have fibro. And osteoporosis and all these other things that cause an excessive amount of pain. And I wouldn't even take Gabby Penton because I'm like, I don't want anything that's going to knock me out. So like now I'm yeah. really miserable because I'm hurting. I wouldn't even take anything because I thought I want, I wouldn't take a Benadryl for my allergies yeah. because I didn't want anything that was going to knock me out. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to be knocked out. If they come back, I need to be ready to do serious damage at this point. You know, now I'm freaking pissed. And so then this happened. And I had talked to Pat and Pat had just gone to bed. And I thought, I'm going to watch the rest. I'm going to watch this movie. Like I missed it the night that this happened. Mm -hmm. So I go back to watch it. I've tried to watch this movie three or four times. That flash of light that I saw that triggered the memory isn't in the movie. Like when I watched it, it was the very first person on the movie. Yeah, it was the very first person on the movie. Pat and I both have turned it on and neither one of us have been able to find it. And I still cannot watch the movie. Every time I try to watch it, it's like I hear all these crazy noises in my head and everything seems out of context. And even to watch it, it's like it's all scrambled and it only happens when I watch the show. God, Robin, this sounds so crazy. What do you think it's, do you think something happened when you were starting to watch it that they might have returned or there was like another abduction or I don't think so because yeah no I don't think they came back and took me I think they wanted me to know that they were there because the vibe I got off of them wasn't negative I mean I don't think that they wanted to come and be my friend you know and go do each other's hair but I mean I I don't know what they wanted now we did ask the Bigfoots what happened after it happened Mm mm-hmm and they said the same thing I always get, you know, they're looking for information that I, or they're, something that I have. I don't know what it is. Like they've been after me for stuff that I have for yeah, yeah. decades. And the only thing I do know is that they think I have information and apparently I do, but I don't even have any way to access it. Whatever it is, it's in my head. And the only thing that Foots have told me is it will be, re- I'll remember it when I'm supposed to. Do you when think I need it, the foots or the dogman or something? I have not a you... clue, no clue whatsoever. Um, I know that when I've been told that before, like I would, the Bigfoots would send me on different jobs to do things, and they'd say, We want you to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, Okay, that would be great. But in some, you know, somebody needs to give me like an owner's manual or something because mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. And they're like, Just go there, it'll happen. And then when it's time to happen, it's like, Oh, wow, cool. Look at now, a new trick, you know, I can right. do this. 
And so they just keep saying over and over again that, you know, when the time comes and I'm supposed to have it or when I need it, I'll be able to access it. They don't want me to have a lot of stuff before I'm supposed to because it, everything is telepathic. So once they get something, then everything has it. Right. So right. that has a lot to do with it. But, you know, I said, where the hell were the guards? Like, I have guards all over this place. Like, I do. I've got a werewolf across the driveway. I've got dog bin here. I've got foots all over the place. And I'm like, where the hell were the guards? Like, this should have never happened. But what and I what learned, was because they don't come in physical form. Like, I have an energy wall around me. And it's literally mm -hmm. fried stuff that's tried to get on the property that's not good. And it's been very successful for the people that I've put them around it's always worked I, so far I always say eventually something's going to find its way around it so far nothing has knock on wood and thank you god but um my understanding is and we had suspected this before this wasn't the first time this had come up and I got confirmation from some contacts that I have that they actually can do that they basically it's almost like a, a it looks real it looks solid but it's basically like a hologram and they can do anything they want to when they're in that way. Cause there's nothing to fry. There's nothing to kill. Yeah. And you were telling me about this. I'm still trying to grasp this. Like how, oh, they do, like how they actually are able to affect you through that form. Like yeah. that's wild. You know, I don't yeah, I know. get it. I don't get like, it. It's, but they do. And I've worked on several cases of other people that that's happened with as well. We've known that this was something that we believe to be true for quite some time. Mm -hmm. um, but never has it been to this effect. And so then I said to the foots, okay, where are the guards? Like, I want to know what in the hell, where's the breach at? You know, what's going on? And they're like, we saw nothing out here. Wow. We saw no ships. We saw nothing. And by the time they realized what was going on, it was over and done with. The so are they I, spiritual, do you think? Is that what they are? No. Or is these else? ETs, no. I don't know. I think that there's a lot of ETs that are good. And I think that it's been proven time and time again that they have helped us at various times, whether it's been to stop a nuclear warhead, yeah. you know, or whatever. Um, I do believe that there are several that are good, but like everything else, there's good and bad. You know, so yeah, yeah. You know, I just know. I just wondered if some were, if you thought like when you said they didn't come in the physical and they came like as a hologram, is that in, like another way of saying they came like in a spiritual realm or a form? I don't think so. I I don't know. I'm being honest. I don't know 100. percent Do I think that that's what it is? No. I okay. think what they do, they they literally they have a couple different ways to do things like they can send these things in and they've done this. And I've witnessed this as well as countless others have witnessed this with the Bigfoots when they were trying to catch the bad ones were trying to hold the Bigfoots. They were dropping off these things that were, that looked like a real Bigfoot that weren't, they were actually a robotic one. Wow. And yeah, they were really bad. And I wasn't the only one that saw them. And I've talked to countless other people that have seen them as well. And they're very dangerous, very, very dangerous. But they also can't mind speak. They also don't have paranormal abilities. They, but they look the part. Right. Um, oh, they also can't speak. Enough. Yeah. yeah so enough. then, you know, you have these things and they can come in a hologram form. They can come in a robotic form and they aren't detectable because they don't really have what you would call an energy signature you know the other thing you know the the foots 
didn't see a thing until after it was over. And normally the ones that are the closest with me, they don't go anywhere. You know, now the other possibility is their diversion because I didn't pick up even the foots out where they normally are that night. Um, one or two, but not what I normally have here on any given day. Mm-hmm. And um, my other thought is, was there a diversion set up so that they all went there? Um, you know, the one I'm closest to said not really a diversion, but they were not all here. So there's wow. something that went on that night. And it, it's just gotten really crazy. It's gotten very heated up. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I've been getting harassed ever since with this stuff. So I don't understand. I mean, I know they think that I have access to what they want. Right. I don't. I don't. And I'm going to be very honest with you. Even if I did have access to it, they wouldn't be getting it. Right. <laughs> so right. They, they had yeah. tried one other time to get it from me. And this was quite a while ago and they were actually in physical form and I, I was in the process of putting energy well up. And the the problem is, is I get, and I'm really bad at this really, really bad. I get so busy helping people. And it's not that I think that, you know, I can't be taken out or that I'm invincible because that's not it at all. Any of us can be taken out at any given time, but I get busy helping everybody else. And I forget about here. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's really bad. It really is. And I has, you know, I kept going, yeah, I've been cleaning the property as far as pushing good energy in it. And I need to get the wall done and the bubble done and all this stuff. And I hadn't gotten around to finishing it. And that was just my own fault. And they got in and, you know, they were next to the bed and we had talked about this before and they put this thing on my head and they, whatever they wanted out of my head, my understanding is they did not get it. Right. So that was a good thing. But You know, it's just crazy. And I know the wall works because when they were here in December in physical form, there's three of them out on the side of the house. They couldn't get through the wall. It kept zapping them until I finally zapped them. I had one that took off and that little bugger got away, but the other two got toasted (laughs) and melted. But, (laughs) but, you know, so I know it works. So whatever these things were that they sent in here, they were not any type of a, a living thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand it. The other thing that I, I found was really odd is the night that I had that flashback, Pat and I stayed up and talked about it for quite a while until he, you know, I felt comfortable and, and he said, well, I'm, you know, I'll stay up all night. And I'm like, no, I want you to go back to bed. I really, I'm fine now. I just, I needed that breakdown and now I'm good. Right. You know, and it was more, it wasn't even a lot of crying. It was a little bit, but not a lot. It was more like a hyperventilation which I did that one other time too. They had tranced me. They had taken me for an hour and 45 minutes and it took three days for the trance to wear off. And when it did, I did that hyperventilating, hyperventilating like that. Um, but this I one, I didn't. I you're remembering stuff they did do, not remembering, but if, you know, it's in your psyche somewhere that. Oh, they I'm sure it is. Stuff they did, 100% and sure. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But now this time. Sorry, everybody. Robin um, has a bird. And you can hear the bird. I'm sorry. I would love to tell you I can make him be quiet, but Nico doesn't. No, it's he okay. loves he loves to talk on the phone, you guys. I'm right. so sorry. He sees the phone and he this just won't awesome. shut up when he sees it. So and if I I'm afraid if I get up and go over there to try to even cover him up, he's just gonna scream louder. Oh my gosh, he's so loud. 
Oh, he's such a little twerp is what he is. Yeah, he he is. Tr- yeah. he I, I love him to death, but he's a little nutbag is what he is. He used to talk on the phone when my husband moved down to South Carolina. To, he got a job and he came down first before I did and my wow. daughter and all yeah. the animals because we had all the animals. And my daughter, my other daughter lived on base and I couldn't take all the animals to her house because she Uh lived on the military base and Pat was staying there. So he came down, got here and went to work (laughs) until he could get us down here. We had to find a place to live. And so he would talk to the bird on video chat because the bird is obsessed with Pat. Oh, no. And so he would video chat with the bird. And all he knows is every time he hears, sees a phone, he can yeah. talk to somebody on it. He loves he it. Great. But anyway, what I was going to tell you is after Pat went to bed that night when I had that flashback, I went and I tried to watch the movie again. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like, oh, my God, there's no flash of light on that. Like, there is none. In fact, the first one wasn't even a woman. It was a man. And uh. nothing looked familiar. Like, it was just craziness. And so I play. I did let it play through the whole thing. And none of it made any sense. But there was never one that had a flash of light on it. So I don't understand why that showed on there when it did. But it did. But anyway, as I was sitting there letting this play through, trying to figure out, I mean, I only went like three minutes into the movie mm-hmm. when that flash hit. So, and yet it was nowhere in this hour movie, but I'm sitting there and I had another memory and it was very, not really just, I don't want to say disturbing. It was very odd because the one slipper was found in front of the toilet. Like I had been sitting on the toilet as gross as that sounds. Mm-hmm. And the slipper was right there. And as I'm remembering the second memory, one came out of the bathroom. That's what the memory was. He came out of the bathroom and then he took his hand and it's like he swiped it in front of him. And when he did, my floor glowed and where it was at, it showed, and they again were black, just Mm -hmm. like they were, these circles. And it literally looked like planets and it went like a bigger one. And then next to it, it like was downsizing all the way down and it went just like a tail would, it it went straight. And then it had a little bit of a flip at the end of it. And so the tiniest one, it was very odd. I don't have any idea what it means. No, none whatsoever, because it was just like he swushed his hand forward and then there it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the thing that was so bizarre is where that was at on my carpet was directly after where the other slipper was found. That's so crazy. It really was. And the other thing was, you know, all of the electronics had been plugged in. And when Mm -hmm. I unplug them in every morning, when I unplug them, I take the cords and I flip them backwards because puppy, you know eats the cords Mm -hmm. so and these weren't these were all hanging down right but it was oh my god a good week before I slept I mean I wasn't sleeping more than an hour to an hour and a half at night and then when it got six seven o'clock in the morning then all of a sudden I could sleep for another two hours and then I was up 
And I was like, I told Pat, I said, I feel like I'm never going to sleep again. And I have no idea why. Like, I'm not upset. I'm not stressed. I'm not panicked. I'm not frightened. I just am not able to go to sleep. And I would not take anything. I wouldn't take anything for allergies. I wouldn't take, and I I don't take a lot of pain pills. I I don't. Um, I, you know, gabapentin, which is a pain medication and as often as I'm supposed to. And I don't even keep pain meds. Mm -hmm. I I don't because when they were prescribing them for me, I never wanted to get addicted to them. I was always real careful with them, but one prescription for it would last me a year because I just would never take them because they're not effective on me. They don't help. So if I'm not going to get any relief from them, why am I taking them? You know, Um, I think they give just because they knock people out, you know? Yeah. And see, they don't do that for me at all. I have such a high, I have a totally bizarre tolerance for all meds it doesn't matter what it is like you have to hit me with enough for a horse I don't care if it's an antibiotic I don't care if it's Tylenol it doesn't matter like mm-hmm. what a normal person can take and what is necessary for me to take are two different things it's just That's really fine. it's been really weird really, really I, weird. I think you're I think that the the anxiety and the not sleeping I think it's a it's trauma there's something oh, I know. That it's it's in your psyche somewhere that you know. Yeah, I agree. I told Pam you're remembering I said, stuff that and like you're not remembering, but it's there. It's still yeah. there. And the thing of it is, is all of the abductions, like I, you know, with both hands and both feet, I would still need more body parts to count the times I've been taken, and the things that have been done. And you know, there's only been two or three that were really really frightening. But even those did not affect me as this did. Yeah. And again, I still don't feel fear. What am I going to be afraid of? I don't remember anything that was frightening. Mm. <laughs> you know. But obviously there was trauma done when they took me this time. And then the other thing was, you know, first the, the pants are on, you know, inside out. And the yeah. next night I told Pat, I said, I haven't found one mark on me not one mark on me and he said well turn around because I said I can't see everything and he found the typical triangular mark on my, yeah right on my buttocks yeah and You're then kidding. no I'm not kidding there was a bruise there and then the triangular and then was it three nights ago three nights ago I was laying there and this is the other weird one I'm laying there and I had fallen asleep I absolutely knew I was asleep And it was like, I was asleep, but I was watching something play out. And Mm -hmm. I watched my bedroom door open. And this man, it looked like a human man, which doesn't mean it was because he never spoke. And he was very stiff in in movement, Mm -hmm. Um, probably like six, two, six, four, heavy set, white t-shirt. He had a, excuse me, like um, brownish color pants, black leather belt, walked into my room And out of the clear blue sky, he just hit me on my leg. And it was with such force, I screamed because it hurt. It was very painful. And then before I woke up, I watched him walk out, go out my front door and get in this white van and drive away. And then as soon as I saw him drive away, it's like I woke up like you shot me out of a cannon. And my lip was busted open and it yeah. was puffy. And I thought, what in the Sam hell just happened? And I never, I thought, well, my lip is busted up. So why is my lip busted up? I never thought to go in and take my pants down and look at my leg. Mm-hmm. 
my leg was sore. It felt sore. Like it felt like something like somebody had just sucker punched it, but my lip was swelled up. Uh And I thought this is so bizarre. Now, is it possible when this happened, I bit my lip because it startled me so badly? That's possible because I don't remember ever getting hit in the face. I only remember getting hit in the leg. But then I jumped up and I ran to the window and I did see taillights going down the road. But that doesn't mean that it had any connection with it at right. all. Right. So that was just taillights. I didn't see what it was or the vehicle or anything. It doesn't mean it had any connection to this at all. So that afternoon... I had been outside in doing some stuff outside and it was all hot and sweaty. So I came in and thought, well, I'm going to take my bath early. And I'm out. Cause I, I, one thing I hate getting sticky and sweaty. It just grosses me out. I can't stand the feel of it, let alone yeah, the snow. Of it. Yeah. So I went and I got in the bathtub and I looked down and there is this humongous bruise on my leg. Exactly where this happened. This thing was the size of my whole hand. And it was just as black and blue as purple as can be. And I'm like, okay, now this is no longer a bad dream. Like what in the name of heavens is going on here? Yeah. So Pat Pat got home from work and I said, you aren't going to believe this show. (laughs) He's like, what? And I, cause I hadn't told him about the dream that night because by the time he got up for work, I was back in bed and sleeping. And I said, check this out. I showed him my leg. He said, what the hell happened? And I told him, he said, this is getting weirder all the time. I said, I know. Like, and I wasn't even frightened when it happened. It was just like, I watched this person come in, just kaboom on my leg and then he's gone. And then here we go. Um, I do. Why did he get your leg though? Like, I don't, I have no idea. No idea. I do know that not only the ETs, but other factions that I'm not going to name because I get in enough trouble, um, do have the ability to manipulate energy and manipulate things so that you think things have happened mm-hmm. and they can do damage. And I am, that's possible what's going on. Do I have any proof of it? I don't have proof of any of this other than marks all over my body. Right. And it's like, I wake up and I've got bruises all over my arms. So it's been really intense on that front the last couple of weeks. I, I don't mm-hmm. understand it. I really don't. The foots have been really good. Um, <laughs> I was doing some work with um a friend of mine and some other people that pat and i do work with on all of these things and we walked out in the backyard and i was on speakerphone because we were doing a conference call with everybody and so i had my phone on speaker so pat and i could both talk to him in here and i had to go bring the the dogs in and so we walked outside to bring the dogs in and i look out in the backyard and there's no breeze I mean, I live in South Carolina. We live on the sun. It's just ridiculous. There's no breeze whatsoever. And out in the middle of the woods, literally, this tree is being shook back and forth and back and forth. It was like, oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. It was just shaking and shaking and shaking. And then it looked like something silver was back there. And I thought, what in the world? I don't know if it was something shiny they had. I have no idea. So we went ahead and and finished our conversation and came in. And Pat and I went out there and took these photos. Every photo I took was erased from my phone. Pat, I'm not kidding. And Pat took the same photos that I took. And he got one. In fact, I think, Tracy, I sent that one to you. It looks like on the left hand side, if you're looking at the picture on the left hand side, it looks like a Bigfoot sitting only it's left off the ground. And then yeah. on the right side, in front of a tree, 
it has the head of a dogman, but the spindly looking little body. I mean, it's just crazy. It doesn't like, look oh, near as tall. It's it's yeah. shorter. Yeah. And but everybody's getting along. I haven't gotten any negativity. I haven't picked up any negative energies. Everybody's been being really good. Um, you know, running around outside the window at night. You know, I've caught different flashes of them outside. Um yeah, it, it's been very peaceful other than these attacks on me. And it's like, <laughs> I love you. You're like, it's been very peaceful other than like the complete trauma I've been going through the past, you know, couple of weeks. No, like, that comes from the cryptids. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And, I'm just kidding with you. That will be dealt with <laughs> because I'm mad as hell right now because it's like, it's just, that. you know, I just, I don't understand how these beings, whether they're good or evil, how they feel they have the right to come in and steal from us, you know, abduct us. I mean, they just do whatever the hell they want to do. Well, and it, and, it's just crazy. In all fairness, our government has signed two treaties with them, giving them permission to abduct us. But we didn't sign those treaties. The government doesn't, doesn't matter. own us. But you the know, government they, they represents they, us. Oh my God, it's crazy, Robin. I know it's it's wrong. I mean, I, it's one hundred percent wrong. Crap, I'm not, half, half no, these I'm not, that are in office, we don't even vote for. Like half of us don't even vote for them. Yeah, you know. No, I'm not defending them in any way. I'm just saying that <sighs> in their culture, in their world, I know. I know they have that permission, and it's like, thank you for selling us off. You know, let me let you get your asses handed to you. So how do you feel? You know, I mean, it, at least let me be awake so I can knock the shit out of something. I mean, it's I, just I just don't understand how we, we have political leaders in office that we vote in or half of us don't vote for these people and they get in. And then these people, these entities go to these people and act like they own us, like mm -hmm. like we're their personal property to do this. Yeah. They, they don't yeah. have that right. They I, were never I, given that right. No. And I will know? say this. I've never, and, and I've been doing this since I was little, like I was doing energy work and I didn't even know that's what I was doing. It was just part of who I was, but I've never had anything like go on. I mean, I've had bad attacks. I, I've been put in intensive care before, yeah. um, but I've not had what I've had the last two weeks. And the, the thing that is so weird about it is, you know, the energy coming off of these things has not other than the one the other night when my leg got hit, that definitely felt bad. Be even before the hit. I mean, just the, the, the whatever the hell that was, it, it had negative energy. But prior to that, when I was taken, you're talking, I was taken my last time I saw the clock was like one thirty two o'clock and it was like quarter to six, six o'clock. So it was quite a while. They had me gone, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I have not had, this situation to this where I felt is traumatized with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had worse abductions, hundred percent worse abductions, but I've not felt the trauma that I felt with this, this, right. one, which right. is really bizarre. And when we asked that, you know, when we asked about it and I did call on some of the ETs that I know are good and um, some of the foots and they said that, you know, they didn't harm me. It was not about harming me. It was about, trying to get something from me and I'm like okay but what is it they're getting and they said we're not going to tell you what they're looking for because then you're in even more danger and I'm like well I get that but you know this is it's getting ridiculous like I agree with what they're saying because I know yeah. how all this works and that makes perfect sense but it's just frustrating I mean even but, if I knew what it was I wouldn't give it to them but I don't you know it's it's too much of a risk for me to know 
because they could do anything they wanted to me until I would cave. I simply don't know. Like right now, I don't know. It is really bizarre, though, that they don't just first ask, you know, and just say well, they can even make it like a light conversation and act like it isn't a big deal and see if you'd offer the information. Well, they have. Me. No, but I've had various races ask me before. They said, we need, you know, we need the information you have. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> what? about. So, yeah, you know, let me go talk to the wall because it's going to give you about as much info because I don't know what the hell it is you're looking for. Maybe it's and something are, from they a are specific. Place. It's possible, you know, now this particular one, um, when we asked the foot was it information and he said, no, this is something they think you have possession of. So at some point in time, my guess is when things like that happen, I will end up with the possession of whatever it is they're looking for, because that's, I ran across that before too, but I, whatever it is, I don't have it. Like, you, you, you know, they're welcome. Yet. Maybe you don't have it yet, and they think no, you do. But, no, they think I do now, and I don't. I, at some point in time, I'm sure that I will. But I don't have wow. it at this point in time. I have a very dear friend of mine that has had problems with ETs for years, and um, they thought she had something. And mm -hmm. she's, you know, she's like, I don't know what the hell they want. And this has gone on for years. And finally, I asked them, I said, why do you, what do you think you're going to get? And they showed me this device and so wow. I drew it out and I sent it to her and she's like oh my god I found that in my garage I'm like wow. are you okay she says yeah she said I had no idea what it was it wasn't mine and I said well do you still have it that's what they're looking for she said well good luck she said I cleaned the garage out and threw everything in a dumpster it's already been dumped out in landfill yeah. I don't have it Kidding you know me. yeah but I mean it was very odd because they showed me what it was and I sent her the picture and she's like how I did saw they that How'd they even know that she was the one who possessed it? I have no idea. I honestly don't. I'd like to know. I don't know. And like I said, she it wasn't hers. I mean, she didn't even know why she had it or yeah. anything about it. It was just really bizarre. The whole thing was Like with bizarre. something watching her pick it up or, you know, like from whatever dimension. She only, the only reason she found it was because she was cleaning out her garage. And she's like, I don't know what the hell this is. And she thought possibly it was a tool from her late husband, you right. know. And she's like, I don't know what the heck it is. I don't have any use for it. So she pitched it. You know, I mean, that was the whole purpose of cleaning the garage. So, yeah, yeah. crazy Hope stuff like that. Fun in the the trying to find that then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's but, so I weird mean, because, like, these stories, like, you hear people talk about this stuff. And some of this stuff, like, you're just like, it's so far-fetched sounding. And then you hear, like, hundreds of other people, like, their, their encounters. Yeah that cooperate so like the same stuff and you're like oh it's just like nick i was interviewing nick last week and he said you know is everybody lying he's like you know are all these hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of people across the entire globe are they all making this up right. you know and i'm well, like no here's what i tell you know? everybody you know number one okay george lucas and steven spielberg together couldn't make up what goes on in my life Okay. And I, I totally could not come up with it. Mm -hmm. Do I expect everybody to believe me? Of course not. I mean, I have a hard time accepting a lot of this stuff and I live it. You know, I like that one guy you said last, you told me a few days ago that he, he said something like he really loved you, but he thought you were batshit crazy. He is a very dear know. friend of mine. Yeah. He's a very dear friend of mine, Chad. God, I love him. He's just the best. And he's so yeah. kind to me. And he's like, you know, 
you are batshit crazy, but you know you're a good batshit crazy because you're just crazy enough to where you make me believe you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I don't even think he believes me in everything, but he's he's very open. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I don't think, you know, um, I think and that's the main thing. Like I don't ask everybody to like what is the expression, swallow the Kool-Aid, I guess it yeah, is. I don't I drink Kool-Aid, but and I don't, and I, I a lot of times I tell people, you know, you should question everything. You really should. Yeah. Now I know. I know some of the sounds to people, and I, I know that like if especially if you're people you know that aren't don't really know a lot about this yet, or you haven't gone you know de- as far down the rabbit hole as mm-hmm. some of the rest of us have, or been exposed to this since you were a kid. Like I, we both have, you know that, um, you just you know it, coming into it, you're like, oh my god, this sounds nuts, you know. I'm like, right. no, it, it's really not nuts. Like these are really experiences yeah. that people are having. Well. You know, no. again, like I tell people, um, you don't have to believe me. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Not that you need my permission not to believe me, but I'm okay with that. All I can do is tell my experiences. I These things go on around me and there's multiple people with me. It's not like I'm the only one that knows of them, experiences them. Like Pat was there when the light flash, you know, yeah. and all these various things happen. But, you know, and with the cryptids and all that, I've got witnessed all this. I've got photos to all this stuff. I know, you know, I this, see yeah, so, but I'm okay because all I can do is say what my experiences are, what anybody does with it is entirely up to them, but I am all for question what you're told. Mm-hmm. You should, because there are a lot of hoaxers out there. I can go to my grave and I know I'm right with God when I say that I'm not hoaxing. So I'm okay with that, but yeah. there are a lot of hoaxers out there. And so you should question, but you can question things and be respectful and carry on a conversation about it. I've had, I've talked to multiple people that, I mean, I've had the haters come at me, you know, obviously on Facebook and that's okay, but I don't waste my time. Once they get hating, I refuse to live my life with hate. So I just delete the post and move on to my life. But I've also had people leave you for this this and this and I'm like and that's perfectly fine you are well within your right but this is what I've experienced this is why I believe what I do and you can have that meeting of the minds and not have them agree and be perfectly fine with it like I know I am and you know like I just I've had you know even a couple comments and reviews on the podcast that I do and I'm like listen, I'm not here to entertain you. I'm not here to make this into some professional, you know, entertainment production. This is simply a podcast to get information out to people. That's it. Exactly. You know, we're not here for entertainment purposes, you know? And I, I, and I tell everybody that I was not put on this planet or in this world to prove anything to anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I spent, I want to say 75% of my life, nice and quiet by myself experiencing all these things I went to Siberia I came back I did one conference and then I called it quits and I just went ahead and went out in the woods with my foots and dealt with that and the ETs and the dogmen and all these other things and I was very content that way I would not have come back out except the foots asked me to they yeah. wanted people to know they weren't monsters and they wanted me to talk about it and they wanted me to talk about them being a people and their language and their culture and their ways and, and that type of thing. And that was why I came out. And then once I came out, all these other things, you know, anybody that's really into the Bigfoot research, 
once you get on the right path, I'm not saying the wrong path, I'm saying the right path, all these other avenues of all these other things open up. It's a rabbit. Yeah. It, it is. It's a rabbit hole. And if you're not on the right path, you don't encounter all of these things because you're not where you're supposed to be. Right. You know, yeah. and so that's where the difference is. Cause I know people that still believe that they're the animals and, or they're monsters. And they're like, I don't experience any of this. That's right. Because you're not on the right path. Once you get what they really are, the rest of it follows suit, but right. that's okay because you're not supposed to be there yet. You know, and yeah. everybody comes to it in their own time, but everybody has a right to the information. And I'm a person that believes that knowledge is power. Yeah. And without us having knowledge, how can we determine anything? Um, I, you know, it's like with all these disclosures and everything, these disclosures are a bunch of crap because they're never going to tell us what all they need to tell us. No. Um, I think the whistleblowers, I think it's great that they're bringing forth information, but if they were bringing forth information, the government didn't want out, they'd have killed them. They wouldn't yeah. be alive right now. So I think it's, you know, like a soft disclosure, which is just enough to confirm a few things that we may or may not know and to shut us up, you know, I mean, oh. really. And there's so much other things that I think we all have a God-given right to know. I understand they don't want mass panic, but the reason there's mass panic is because we've been kept in the dark. Yeah. You know, so and name of my how, channel in the dark. Yeah. And it's know? like, they're not going to protect us from these things because the truth is they can't, they really can't. And it, it's not that, you know, that's not a negative thing on the government. It's a matter of, they simply can't these things, whether it's the cryptids, the ETs, whatever, they have such a leg up on us as far as the abilities mm -hmm. that the government can't protect us. But we, That's exactly you know, it too. they can't, it is. these, these are entities that have, you know, powers and abilities that they're, it's just so out of their league and they just don't even want to, well, you know, and the government has traded with them for years. We have them working mm -hmm. in the government. Mm -hmm. So it's not that they're not, but the thing of it is, is if anybody believes for one second that they're going to tell the government or us for that matter, all their secrets on how to do everything. They are so sadly mistaken because they're going to make sure no matter what they tell us, they can outdo it if it comes down to they're threatened. Yeah. And yeah. quite honestly, I don't blame them for that. Yeah. I mean, you know, their survival counts on it. And there are a lot of them that are good. They're, they're not all bad. I've had mm -hmm. several contact with different ones and whether, you know, I know really what their race is or not. I, I'm one of these people where, you know, I don't think to ask them. Pat's always, well, did you ask them their name? Did you ask them the race? No, I really don't. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I should, but I don't. And, um, mm. you know, and they're okay. And have I, you know, done any work on them? Yes. I've healed a couple ETs in my time. And I had one that during Beltane that actually got left. And um, my daughter was in the bedroom across the hall and she has a lot of abilities that she doesn't want to tap into and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But um, she was laying there watching TV and she looked over and there are these four people standing next to her bed talking to her. And she was like, didn't know what the heck to say. And she looked at them and she said, my mom's across the hall. So <laughs> they never did come to That's... me. I don't know what they wanted, but they didn't come to me. When was and that, Robin? Was that recent? Oh, this was, no, this was years ago. She was just a kid at the time. And her and I were the only ones home. And so she came over and she said, mom. 
And I said, what's the matter? She said, what's going on? I said, well, it's Beltane. It gets kind of wild. So she stayed in my room and we watched this floating head go across the room and she was like, oh my, oh my God. God. And there's this little globby looking ET dude thing. I don't know what he was, but he was out there and he was just having a fit. He was on our deck and we had this huge deck running back and forth on the deck, running back and forth. And I said, what's the matter? And, and he said, and I didn't even go to the window where he was because I thought, I don't know what he can do. He feels perfectly good, but you never know. So yeah. I stayed in, I mean, I could see him, but I was in, in my room and I said, you know, what's the matter? And he says, they left me. They left me. I'm frightened. He said, he was talking about some weird name that I don't know what it was. And he said, they'll right. kill me if I'm found. And I said, you don't have to worry about it. Just stay up here by the door. Nothing can get you while they're here because I had this energy bubble, you know, mm -hmm. at that house. And I have one here now too, but, and, you know, obviously he was good or he couldn't have got on the property. So he right. was there. I don't know when he left, but he was gone by morning. Oh God! That's, and I and I asked, cute, but, I, you know, yeah. And I called out and I said, "Are you okay?" I said, "Yeah." They came back for me. I was like, "Okay, cool." But yeah, didn't so, your daughter have a something happen? Maybe I'm wrong about this. I thought you told me there was something that happened with her recently. Yeah, we had three of them show up here, and that were trying to physically hurt her. Hey everyone, I will be back to the show in a brief moment. I was listening to this near-death experience the other night, and I want to actually, I want to read it on, you know, one of my podcasts at some point, because like I said, this channel is, you know, it's to share information. And sometimes I'll have guests on, other times I might talk about something that I learned, you know, something I heard. So yeah, there's times yeah. that you do repeat things, you know, because you're passing on the whole, you know, the whole thing that you're learning. But see this is why your show is so important because mm -hmm. this information needs to get out. People need mm -hmm. to, even if they're not going to believe it, right. They deserve, they deserve to at least be given the information for them to decide what they choose. Exactly. That's what's yeah. important. Yeah. This, this near death experience was talking about this, this person went to heaven she she had died and i think i believe she was an atheist and um i might be getting this wrong because there was a couple of them but i'm gonna like i said i'm gonna i'm gonna read these on one of my podcasts but but she said that she had seen um god had, it explained to her like this ripple effect that had happened from the wars that took there were three wars that took place in heaven to overthrow lucifer and mm -hmm. He said that it was it had a ripple effect all through the universe that we're still feeling today, and yeah. that Lucifer had incorporated beings from other worlds. Oh wow! To his battle, and I thought, wow, that was really profound to me. I was like, I believe that. I believe crap. that to be true. Just from different situations that um, have gone on with people that I know of, and. Right. And different things that you know I've worked on. I I would believe that to be true. Yeah, just you crazy. Know. But you think okay, so then you know we know of God as being the creator of all things in our universe. But what else is there out there that God didn't create, and that they He has many enemies? She said that he that she was shown that he has many enemies. That but he is out of all of the beings in the, in the whole all of the worlds that he is the one that's the most powerful. And yeah. And he had given Lucifer a lot of 
none of the other angels had that he had trusted him and he had so he had bestowed upon him certain powers that were really great that he wouldn't give to anybody else and it and and over time lucifer had um he had rebelled over it was like a it was like a progression it wasn't something where he just went in one day and decided he didn't want to serve god it was it was like this gradual process of him doing things and then it just built and built and built and it got to the point where these were just absolute horrible crimes that he was committing that god had found out about in the end but it was like you have to hear this this was really fascinating i was like wow and i i tend to you know, you have to really listen when people are having experiences that go kind of against what you've been taught. Just like I had mentioned, you know, a past life. I'm a Christian. I believe in God, but I also believe that there's a lot we haven't been told. And so I keep an open mind with stuff like that because there is a possibility that that could be possible. So yeah. I, you know, because we don't know whether it is or not, you can choose not to believe that and that's perfectly fine, but it still doesn't take the fact away that it could be possible. You know, so yeah. I, that's why and I, just, I, I try to keep that open for myself, you know? Yeah. And I think too, I mean, I definitely believe in reincarnation. I remember several of my own past lives. Mm -hmm. um, I help people at times with their past lives and remembering. Mm -hmm. um, I don't do it all the time, but I can do it. And, you know, I also just from the experiences of looking at other people's past lives is, you know, I believe that we are constantly being reincarnated. I mean, you may mm -hmm. have some layover time after you pass before you are again, your soul, you know, is going to, to transcend. But the thing of it is, is we've all been good and we've all been bad. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, in my, this is my belief. It, and I have nothing to back it up on. I'm the first to say it's that. It's just what you feel. Yeah. Right. From doing past lives for other people. But the thing of it is, is free will. We were all given free will. God gave us that. And so how do you know if you're good if you've never been bad? Right. And how do you know you're bad if you've never been good? And yeah. everybody has the free will to choose. And so, you know, you're recycled over and over again. And it doesn't mean that you're recycled 20 minutes after you pass. It doesn't mean that it's 20 yeah. years. It could be 20 days. It could be 200 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no, there's no point in time there. But the point is, is that when you come back, you have that free will to choose. Yeah. You know, it's growth. It apparently, this is another thing that, that the woman that had this near death experience that said, she said that they, uh, they, she was shown that people are brought back, that they actually are, they're asked if they want to come and they, they choose to, that we, we actually choose to come and that's how our soul grows. And that's how we're tested by God. Like he has to, in a sense, bring us here to be mortals in order to test our souls. Right. And it so possible. But it's all a growth thing though. So we, we can choose to come back. And some people may not choose, you know, so right. I, I mean, it, and I don't know if that's possible either, but you know, I'm, I was just kind of throwing that out there that maybe there's people that choose not to come back, you know, like I know for one thing, if I get to heaven, I am, <laughs> this is my last trip here. I can tell you that, <laughs> right? I am so done with this crap down here. And I keep telling God, I was like, I want you to show me this conversation. 
I'm having with you right now where I'm telling you I do not ever want to come back here. You know, so just remind me of this. But it's, uh, it's just, you know, you, you hear so many of these experiences and then you find out, you know, like I've said in many of my podcasts, there's been how many books removed from the Bible, how much has been hidden from us, how much oh, our government's covered yeah. up. You know, we yeah. have the, the, what we've been shown and taught has been an agenda politically, basically politically, it's been about power, you know, and just control. Yeah. And we don't know all that there is that, you know, about God or anything, you know, there's just, yeah. there's just so much, but I just, you know, just something I wanted to, to tell you about this near death experience. Yeah. And it was just fascinating to me. Well, I am headed back to Michigan on the 14th. I'm mm -hmm. really excited. Yeah. I will be gone for two weeks. I had never anticipated being gone that long. Obviously, we know that, you know, I want to move back and I'm planning yeah. on moving back and then I'm planning on dragging you there. I know. But um, I can't wait. We're going to have so much fun. But <laughs> I, um, I really like I, the places I can take you, dear Lord. But anyway, um, you're going to get more cryptid activity than you ever thought of. Oh, but anyway, I mean, here is podcasting constantly. I know. Oh, it's like, gosh, I'm going to believe this. What happened? Yeah. I always had it in Michigan. I've had it here everywhere I live. It happens. So it's, it's going to happen. But anyway, um, I am going to be doing some work there out in the woods. And then I'm going to be looking at a couple places for mm -hmm. us and um, with some acreage because, you know, the big guy's got to have room. Yeah. And then um, a family reunion. So originally I was supposed to go the first week of the month for five days and then five days or six days towards the end of the month. But it just the way things worked out and didn't work out. And so um, I go there on the 14th and my friend Chad, who is the one that had invited me there for this, unfortunately got hurt and he's in the hospital. So I'm hopeful that yeah. he will be out by then. But if not, um, the gentleman that is doing the filming and some other researchers will be there. So I'm hoping I can, you know, crash with all those guys and mm -hmm. um, do that. When and you're then, done with all that, you're coming here. Well, no, end of July, you, me. Yeah. yeah. Because... Pat's got to have surgery the 13th of July. So he'll be down for about oh. a week. Okay. So like end of July, we need to plan that because I've already talked to him about it. So we're, we're good to go. Okay. We're going to go do some hunting in the woods guys and probably take video. Yeah, definitely. You know, some, and um, that'll be more stuff. That yeah. We this, there's, know. there's a few areas up in the mountains there that are just not safe. Right. Like up in the mountains of so Pennsylvania. Of course, that's was, where we'll go. Yeah, no, I got attacked up there. Oh, great. I'll get the name. Yeah, I'll um, I'll get the name of the little town. This town was so tiny. There was oh. a pizza place, a gas station, and a motel. That was it. That was the whole town. Yeah. And we pulled in to eat. I, I might have already told you this. We pulled in to eat at the pizza place, and there was nobody in there. They were getting. They had shut, locked the doors, but they weren't shut down yet. And there was this person he looked to be like in his early 20s sitting at the table and as soon as I saw him I got just the most creepy feeling and we pulled up into the parking spot and my friend that I was there to visit said let's find out if they're open and this thing turned around and looked at me and as soon as it locked eyes on me I knew it was reptilian and I know I looked at her and I went oh shit I'm in big trouble 
Yeah. Like this thing didn't just look at me. It tried to connect with me. Yeah. And I thought I'm in deep shit. So we pulled out of the parking lot and went across the street to the gas station because they also had pizza at the gas station. So we went over there and we were getting something to eat. And this thing left the restaurant and walked directly across the street and made a beeline towards us. And I'm not kidding you. I have never just by seeing something ever felt that kind of terror. Mm -hmm. Like I was calm, but it, it just, it was bad. And he walked wow. in and he walked over by where the drinks were at. And he just stood there and stared at us. So we got up and left and drove over to the hotel, which we had a room there. And I was like, I don't know. It was nighttime. We had spent all day long up in the mountains and going around. And I was like, I don't even for one second want to even get out of this car to go in there. Well, what, did, what were you thinking, though? Like, what, I mean, Well, what I was, think- it was like, it was so creepy. Like, it was really creepy. And um, so we got in there, and there were two beds there. She was in one bed, I was in the other. Mm-hmm. And we had, each had a can of soda sitting on the nightstand, and she got in bed, and she fell asleep. Right. I knew better. Mm-hmm. I knew this thing was gunning for me, and I knew it. And I, I'm like, I can't go to sleep. I've got to stay awake. And right before she went to sleep, she said, um, you know, did you hear that? It sounds like it, it is um, climbing the wall. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Sorry, guys. We're having, we had a few glitches there where it kind of is pausing a little bit. So just hang in there. Okay. Go ahead, Robin. How's Sorry. that? Is that better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just, it just like when you're talking, it's kind of like glitchy. It's, but no, you're good though. Go ahead. So anyway, like I said, she thought it was climbing the walls. I said, yeah, it sounds like it. And so she laid down and she got knocked out. She was out cold. And I was like, I got to stay awake. I'm waiting for this hit, you know, and I'm laying there. Next thing I know, I'm completely paralyzed and something grabs my leg and starts pulling me off the bed. And I'm like, I could see something like cloaked at the end of the bed, but I couldn't see really to get specific about it. And I couldn't scream. And I finally got my arm free to hit the pop can and it fell on her. And that's what woke her up. And she's grabbing me and grabbing me by the arm and trying to pull me back on the bed. It was a nightmare. But yeah, there's some spots up there. You know, a lot of them are fine. You don't know what town it was, though. I'll find out from her before I come. I'll find out. She's, you know, she, we weren't by her house. Mm -hmm. So she knows the areas. She knows that, she knows that state frontward, backward, sideward, you name it. There's not one place you can't find there. She knows every square inch of it. She's been on every square inch of it. So I want you to go to Red Rock with me. uh, What I'm interested in guys is that my daughter had a little people sighting up in Red Rock when they were swimming. That's where I especially want to take you. Yeah. I saw there's some that they call, um, the stone heads. Mm -hmm. You ever heard of that? I, I mean, I've heard of different things. I'm not sure about that one. It was called the stone. I thought she said it was the stone heads. And actually okay. one of them had fallen, but um, we went there and we saw the Fae there. We saw yeah. the Bigfoot there a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Now tell me, this is something that's been really, you just kind of said this so natural and in passing and so quick. And I'm like, Robin, like I want to <laughs> know more information. You said the other day, you said, I just, I told you that I had been feeling a little better, like that I'm not as having as like as many reactions to cardboard and stuff like that. Like my allergy. Yeah. And you said to me, you stopped for a second, you paused and you said a Bigfoot's helping you. Yeah. And I was like, okay, 
want to know more information. Is there, I mean, is there anything else you got from this? And well, how do you, do this? And- you know, here's the thing. They have their laws and they have their culture. In eons ago, it was, they were not allowed to interfere in our lives. We were not allowed to interfere with theirs. They're not allowed to interfere with ours. Countless times they have, you know, come in to help us. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I just put the word out, like she needs help. Guys, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, who's ever out there, the closest healer, you need to get there and help her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they said they would see that it was done. Um, I don't think it's Matthias. He hasn't claimed that he did it. So I don't think it's him. I know it's not Brownie's mom because she usually stays here because lately it seems like I need it all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, but there is one they said that they sent. So definitely... Mm-hmm. I just wondered, I've been doing grounding, like I've been doing that, you know, putting my feet on the, like you go outside. I've talked about this before, guys. You just, you go outside and you just, you don't wear shoes at all. Okay. You cannot wear yep. shoes. You have to have bare, it's earthing. They call it, I have an earthing mat too, like a grounding mat I, I sleep with. But anyway, so I've been going outside and just doing this earthing and, yeah, you know, and, you know get your you know. bare feet on the ground. The, yep. the earth is the biggest energizer battery there is. And just sure. imagine in your mind of it coming from the earth up to the bottom of your feet and filling all the way up your body until it, your entire body is filled all the way to the top of your head. Okay. And people would be amazed when they do it correctly, how much lighter and better they feel. I've yeah. had people that have got serious mental health issues that are borderline suicidal too suicidal and they've done that and they've gotten such relief from it um it really it i think it's doing something for me i really do yeah it does now like you know if you're in these areas where it's snow covered or whatever and obviously you know you can't freeze your feet off and you're on snow and ice anyway go like even like if you have a concrete porch a concrete basement whatever Mm -hmm. the is under that concrete as long as it's dirt Mm mm-hmm if there's dirt under it where it's up against the concrete, not inches off of it, but it's sitting on that dirt, you can pull it through the concrete. It takes a little more oomph, but you can. Watch the, the movie on YouTube. Go to the movie called The Grounded. And it is amazing. You will learn everything you need to know about what we're talking about through that. It's a documentary thing, you know, so it, it's really good. But I I have been doing that trying to do it every day for at least a half an hour. I even have Tristan doing it with me and um, we just sit outside and talk and, you know, we ground. So yeah, <laughs> it's fabulous. It's yeah. fabulous. Yep. And so it's so we, funny because I haven't done it in a while. And I told Pat, I'm definitely mm-hmm. feeling that something is trying to drain my energy. Mm-hmm. That normally happens when things are doing things that they're not supposed to. And they don't want me trying to stop it. Yeah. So they drain my energy. So I don't pay attention to it. And I told Pat yesterday and again today, I'm like, I got to get back out there and start pulling the energy from the earth because at this point it's tapping me out. It's, this is normally when it comes to paranormal work for whatever, if it's from the Bigfoots or whatever, all of a sudden I've got all this energy and I, I, you know, I can go up and down these mountains. I normally couldn't walk if I wanted to. And lately I have literally been so drained, but like I said, I have not bounced back from COVID well, and I've had on and off complications from when I had that because I had prolonged long-term COVID 
And so that is what it's been attributed to. And I told Pat, I said, I don't buy it for a second because I think there's too many things going on and we are working on some situations right now that I'm sure some of the bad stuff would prefer that I was not working on, Mm -hmm. you know, sucks to be them. Um, (laughs) Whether or not we can do anything, we'll see. I never say never. And I also don't get cocky and say, you know, we can, we can do this. It's no big deal. You know, I, there's somebody in our group and, he, and he's always talking and he's like, yeah, well, why everything doesn't just surrender? We're ahead of the game. And he's such a wonderful human being. I, I really, really think the world of him. And I'm like, listen, don't get cocky because it's not that simple yeah. at all. And why are they going to surrender when they've got a leg up on everything? You know, right. so we will see how it goes. I always have faith that it's going to work out the way it's supposed to at the end of the day. I do believe that good is always going to win over evil, but there's always a cost and it's never easy. And I, my thing is, is that we're grateful when we succeed, but we also have to understand that there's a cost to it. Mm -hmm. And some of us pay more dearly than others, you know? So we will see, I, you know, like I said, I need to get my, my paranormal ass in gear, so to speak, because I think when I got so sick with COVID and then getting better from COVID, I was so unbelievably weak. And then I had two back-to-back conferences that I enjoyed immensely, but I was not physically as Ready. strong as I normally, well, I wasn't, I just wasn't strong. I mean, to be honest, I wasn't strong as I normally am. And I came back from that and that just totally, you know, like I had so much fun and I would do it again in a minute, but I was very tired when I got back. And then there was a lot going on here and I was dealing with that. And then, you know, all the paranormal stuff on top of it. So I need to get, excuse my language folks, but I need to get my paranormal ass back in gear because Mm -hmm. there's like major booty to kick and I need to get things organized. And I appreciate that the cryptids have you know, behave themselves. So I don't have to do a whole lot for them, but there's some other factions that need to be addressed and that, and I've been working with a lot of people, you know, like I was down for nine weeks and it was really difficult because I try to help as many people that want to honor me with a phone call. Because like I said, it's for me, it's an honor when people ask me to help. I, I really look at it as a blessing and an honor that people want to talk to me or even want to listen to anything I have to say or take me into their lives and into their trust to talk to me. So I don't take that lightly. Um, I feel like there's a huge responsibility to that. And, you know, I, I take it seriously. And so because I was down for nine weeks coming off of it, I was like, you know, I just, I want to get to everybody that I can. And I was, and people have been so incredibly kind and generous to me as far as understanding that some days I can do it and some days I can't they've been super understanding and then my mother got sick and was in the hospital and was in bad shape so then I had to cancel you know some meetings for that I was working with different people for that one mm-hmm. um, I'm going to meet with a girl tomorrow she's just the dearest thing I absolutely love her she's so sweet and I I have to say I got the kindest message the other day from somebody and I'm not going to say her name because I don't do that to people. She will never know what her message meant to me. Like she started this out. I helped her with some things that, 
you know, again, it's personal, so I'm not going to go into the details, but she sent me this beautiful message. And she said, first of all, I want to thank you for saving my life. I bawled like a baby. I'm not even going to lie. And I looked at Pat and I said, and this is why I do what I do. Like, I don't care how tired I am. I don't care about any of it. Yeah. This is why I do what I do because it, it, if it matters to one person, and I don't think I'm this great thing. I really don't. You know me. I don't have enough self-confidence no. to have an ego. But the thing of it is, is I believe firmly everybody, if you have the ability to help anybody, you should. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what's wrong with our world is, is we don't help if we can. And nobody, I don't charge for anything. I'm never going to. Um, but my thing is, is that, you know, somebody's wallet and bank account should not determine if they get help. I know. And you shouldn't make money off of other people's sorrow. Right. You know, that being said, I, you know, I've been, people have gifted me before and totally blown me away with that. Like just totally knocked my socks off. I was like, you you really don't have to do that. But, and it, and it was so appreciated, but I said, I don't charge people. I don't, you know, I, I think for me, I would feel like a show pony and I would feel like I have to perform. And yeah. the truth is, is if I can help, I help. If I can't get the information that they need, I can't get the information they need. And I don't ever want to disappoint anybody. So, you know, I, I, mean, I am I, perfectly I happy just doing it this way. <laughs> yeah, I understand. But, Believe me, I do. You know, Speaking of which. We well, just, I wanted to mention, um, you were telling me about a book line that Melba had, is it, is, is that? Oh my name? God, it's so great. Yes. Yes. Um, I wanted you to mention it. Bef- befriended. And did you ever get on the link to get it? I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm going to, I just have to see when I have time to read it. Yeah. So no, this is time to read it. It is a five, I think it's five books she's got done now. It's a series. It is absolutely incredible if you like twilight this is going to blow you off your butt i'm not kidding you this makes befriended the whole line yeah it's called befriended um it is about a relationship between a human and a sasquatch it is pure fiction it is not true let's put that out there and it does have a lot of paranormal abilities in there that they have and it's just incredible like I now, was very the bold. author. What's the author she has herself listed as for it? Do you know? Um, I it used. I don't know. I think she's got it listed under her own. No. Anybody just, that that is interested in it can contact you, so you can hold of me, and I'll get them the link. Um, okay. Or I sent you the link. You can move that on. Um, yeah, it's just tremendous. I mean, it really is. It's it's a series of five. I got and, it. It's- befriended by ms ketchum yep that's what it and, is yeah and it is she after the study was over and all the stuff was going you know everybody was attacking her she just decided to stay home with her animals and she is a very creative person she's not one that can sit and do absolutely nothing mm-hmm. and so she just started writing just for the yeah. sheer joy of writing 
And I was very blessed. She sent me the PDF when it got done and I got to, she's like, you know, read it and tell me what you think. And I was like, oh my God, I was so blown away. So I got that one done. And I'm like, okay, great. I need book two. And she's like, well, I'm working on it. I'm like, no, I need it now. Like I really have to, and I drove her nuts. Yeah. yeah. And she ended up, them, you guys, she's the one who did the study, you know, and you can tell, you know, the rest of it. I don't know every detail like you do, but yeah. Yeah, she had written so, these books and so yeah is there she did it's it's absolutely incredible and she is also now starting her own clothing line um like wow. sasquatch wear yeah in fact she, she yeah oh my god she's got such cute stuff and so she where do you get this stuff though robin is it like can you get it just, on no she oh. just posted the new logo design for it um, on her wall on Facebook and she's getting it up and running. So I will let you know when it's ready to go that you might be able, I don't know if it's where you can get to it yet. I will find out and let you know. But okay. um, yeah, I saw some of the things for it. Absolutely tremendous. Like just so really you can, incredible. Basically, you can contact her on Facebook too. And you know, Oh yeah. If you want a book or if you want, you know, anything. Cause yep, it, just post just, it on she, wall. She, yeah, she's a friend. So we're just mentioning, you know, this, but not, we're not, profiting off of this in any way oh We're no not at all getting not info at all. out there for a friend not but she's all. got this yeah. cool stuff no she's doing, but so. and i wouldn't endorse it if i didn't like it either so yeah you know yeah but i've read all five books okay like if it was up to me i'd never let her out of a chair i'd make her keep writing because <laughs> she's incredible That's Just, awesome. oh my god oh my they're so good that's okay the thing. And it, it's really bad because it's like people are like, well, yeah, she's a friend of yours. That's why you say, no, literally, I don't care who she is. I would love these books. Yeah. So it is, it really is good. And it just okay. gets better. I'll, I got I have to get that book. And my dad wanted me to get this other book about healing. Um, oh gosh, what was it called? I can't remember. I'll have to, I'll have to say the next, uh, the next time I'm on a podcast, but it's something about, you know, um, reasons why you're not healing and it, it's like a, a you know this this one author i'm mm -hmm. thinking he was like the medic like the medic i wonder if they talk about the paranormal stuff that stops you from healing <laughs> i think that's what it is i think that's what i'm grasping from my dad about it i'm like wait a minute is it that hang on i'm gonna i'm just bear with me a second i'm just gonna look this up because i want to mention this too like i said this this channel is for us to all you know, learn information. Learn. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. not about entertaining people and, you know, being all professional and worried about my, you know, awesome sound system. And like, I'm, that's not what I'm here about. This, this, that's not what this is for. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not, I've, you know, some of the stuff you hear, it's like, God, just, you know, it's, it, I'm just trying to share my information. So it's by the praying medic and okay. That's, that's prayer videos. Wait, does that sound right? He, he sent me, it looks like it's called Healing Prayer, and it's by the Praying Medic. So if that's not the only one, I'll let you know next time I'm one. But that's the one okay. he had sent me. So that, that's supposed to be something that helps you with, um, with, if you're not, like, if you're being, hang on, you there? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, it's because I, I had X'd out of the program to find that information from dad and i think it cuts me off when i do that so oh, okay so yeah but i think it's just stuff that you know i'm just sharing things that i'm finding along the way and you know i feel like we get led into information that we need and i just like to share it and for the record nico's quiet yeah I can do see. you know what i did 
What did I you do? Sh- I put a sheet over his cage so he can't see the phone. Oh, God. I know. Normally, like, Robin, it doesn't normally work. <laughs> normally, if the sheet's on, he could care less. But he okay. can't see the phone. That's what it boils down to. He hasn't made a peep all day long. And he's I have him positioned where he can see anywhere in this house. The only thing he can't see is in the, the deep part of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. He can see all the, all the other rooms. He hasn't made a peep all day long. He's funny. He's so cute, he, those little boys. <laughs> he's a riot. He can see. He can oink. He can bark. He can meow. He, Your whole house is an animal factory. It's birds. We have, yeah, we it, have species identification issues here. Let me tell you what. Nobody knows what the hell they are. Maybe that's why all the aliens are visiting because they just feel like they, they want to be part of it too. That's like one of the group. One of the group. Yeah, and a real good friend of mine is so funny. He's going to um, a UFO conference mm-hmm. to speak in. I think he said Virginia this weekend, and so. I said to him, I said, do you want to take my UFO pictures? And he's like, oh, my God, I forgot about those. I'm well, like, for whatever, pictures. for whatever reason, people, well, again, you know, all the credit goes to my son-in-law, Ryan, because I'm not the one that took those. He took those. Um, he was already filming when I got out there. Yeah, that was wild. Guys. So I always, that up. I have yeah, that. I always, I always make sure he gets full credit for that because that was not me. And um, he was kind enough to let me use it. And so I said to John, I said, do you want to taste it? Oh, my God, I forgot about that. I said, well, I've got stills because I made stills off of the video that Ryan took. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, yeah, but he said, could I use the video? I said, I'm fine with that. Ryan had said whatever I wanted to do. He didn't care. So I he's got the video. I'd already sent it to him to look at. And I sent the stills over. And then as I'm going through, because he said, send me the stills, too. I said, "Okay." I'm looking through and I'm like, oh, UFO over a portal. Oh, E.T. laying in the grass. That's oh, being coming down from a ship onto my bedroom. Oh. <laughs> no, you can see it on the video. Like, you can watch this. And it's on. Yeah, you, you guys can watch get on it Facebook. Soon. It's on the In the Dark page on well, Facebook. Well, you know what? Apparently, it's getting a lot of talk because in positive. But um, my friend, Duke Sullivan, who owns and runs World Bigfoot Radio. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a po- couple of podcasts. He was either li- I think he was listening to them or he was on them. I don't know. But anyway, they were talking about it. <laughs> yes, podcasters like, do listen to other podcasts. Yes, <laughs> he said too he would come on the show with you. Yeah, I want him. On. You know, Ron Moorhead's coming on. Um, we yep. talked. We've talked. And, and we're, trying to, set, we're trying to set something up for a few. T- I told Ron. I said. This is not going to be a one-time occurrence with you, Rod. I think this is going to be probably, you know, like I'd like to have you on. And, and then as you go, like if you're still doing research and stuff, I want to have you back on, you know. So I tell you, you what, that. here's the thing about Ron. Ron has just, you know, because I read energy, we know this. Mm-hmm. He has some of the kindest, most wonderful energy wow. ever. Like, and yeah. he's just... I met him in Siberia. I had not seen him for years. And then again, I saw him in Nebraska. I've talked to him several times since then. He is truly a delightful human being. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's famous for the Sierra sounds, which as far as I'm concerned, cannot be beat. We will never have vocals as good as those, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. And I mean, he deserves just an um enormous amount of credit for what he did there but just as an actual person 
he is delightful. He really and truly is. And um, right now I've been trying to get some flyers and things out for him to help get him booked for 2023 because he's just a huge draw for people. He is highly, highly skilled, highly mm-hmm. intelligent. Um, the Sierra sounds, I, I literally could listen to him over and over again. I mean, they're just incredible. They really and truly are. Yeah. I love and his voice. Ron is such a great voice. He has a very calming voice. Mm-hmm. You listen and to I've him. not met his wife yet. I've heard she is absolutely as wonderful as he is. Oh. And they are just so, my understanding from what other people have told me is they're just totally in love with each other, which I think is wonderful. Oh. And I, I'm I'm very anxious to meet her. Like I said, I've not met her, but I've heard wonderful things about her. And Ron, I met for the first time. I knew him before. I didn't know him. I knew of him before I went to Siberia. Met him in Siberia, him and John Bendernagel. And just John, of course, is amazing. And God rest his soul. We lost a lot when he passed away. But mm-hmm. I met him with Ron in Siberia. And I had not talked to Ron again until right before the conference in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. So I feel very blessed that, you know, I could reconnect with him because he's just a super person. Like, you know, the thing I like about Ron is he's genuine. You can feel it. You can hear it. You know, that's the thing. We message back and forth. He's just, he's a sweetie, you know, he just, he is, but he's genuine. He's as legit as it comes. And he's just a good human being. And I think our world is just so crazy right now that it's always, very refreshing to just meet a good human being. Yeah. You know is. what I mean? So I'm through, I'm so glad he's going to be on the show. Like I said, yeah. Duke said, he'll come on, email him and let him know a time and yeah. date. And he can do that. Um, we have two or three more people that Duke knows that yeah. we will get hold of to get them on. So- lineup right now. Like it's, I've got, you know, and, and I've, I'm so sorry. Cause I've been so busy with between, you know, my grandson and then just family. I have such a big family. I've got five kids and five grandchildren and other extended kids that I basically took in and, you know, a business and a house. And it's just one thing after another. I'm yep. like, well, when lately. you get ready and the other person that I would really recommend is uh, Christy Sci-Fi. She's phenomenal. She also was okay. at the Nebraska Bigfoot Conference. Yeah. Super sweet girl. Okay. Super sweet. Um, you can yeah, check her out on World Bigfoot Radio. Duke had her on there too. Okay. He taped the conference um, uh, that he did, I did, and Christy did. So mm-hmm. they're on three different segments. As well as Harriet McFeely, who... Um, owns the Bigfoot Museum in Hastings, Nebraska, and she did the conference. Mm-hmm. And he's got a show of hers on there. So yeah. Okay. Really yeah, all really great people. Like I yeah. been, I gotta I have to be honest and tell you, the last couple of years I have met the best people in my life. Like I really have. Like I feel so blessed because I've met so many amazing people. And you know, it's been really good. That's neat, isn't it? Like I know I've met so many nice people too. Like I've talked to people and I'm just like, wow, this is, it's amazing how, you know, this kind of leads you into just meeting such incredible people. I know. I just and- can't get over it. It almost feels, you know, when you're, when this is going on, you feel like this, there's a reason this is going on. Like that oh, we're there is. No, but there is, you know? because here's the thing. You know, we've talked about the big battle before and what we feel the big battle is, is completely different than what the cryptids think it is. And then there's all these things that are going on and it goes much deeper than what we've ever even thought of. And, you know, that's come to light, you know, 
I would say within the last 60 days that it is so much deeper than what we originally had thought we were up against. But what I do know is the last year or two, it's been like, I don't believe anything happens without a reason. And I don't believe in a coincidence. And right. it's almost like they're assembling the troops. Yeah, that's how it feels. It really yeah, does. And it really does. And I met a lot of people that I, you know, once I meet them, um, I'm told, you know, you were supposed to meet them. This is the reason you need to get them ready for this and this and this and this. And, this. and that's what basically what it is. How comforting to be part of all that. <laughs> when you think about it, it's like, geez, I just want to be left alone to live a normal life. <laughs> what is that? Is that happen? Is, are there really you know, people that have that? To be a warrior and fight some great battle. Like, what oh is this? <laughs> I know. It's like, you know, we're, we've got, you know, one, two, three, four, five of us in this nice little group now that, you know, we're trying to do all these things. And of course, there's hundreds of thousands of others like us out there. We aren't the only ones by any means, but, you yeah. know, we are our own little group at this moment. And, you know, we've got several people that um, are on standby should we need the assist, which is always yeah. good to have. And yeah. Um, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's a, it's a good thing. And it, you know, my friend, um, I have a very good friend that works with Pat and I, and, you know, so the heavy stuff we'll go in there and do, and now we're getting some others that are, are helping us with it. So that's always pleasant. And Jeez. we do what they tell us to do. We don't go off half cocked. We don't go off on our own, mm -hmm. you know, um, everybody's important. There's yeah. nobody that's more important than the other one. It doesn't matter what role you play. It's still a role. Right. And it's like, you can have this 500 piece puzzle box and you can be the most important piece there in the center one. But if you don't have the other 499 pieces, it doesn't mean anything. I so, know. you know, I work with the belief that everybody, regardless of what they're doing is every bit as important as the other one. Yeah, I know. You know the law know. of raw, <laughs> law of one Jeez. as a collective as it's supposed to be. Yeah, I know. I just, I just feel that. Yeah, like my dad, we were talking the one day, the other day, the other day, and he said that, uh, you know, he was worried about like bringing darkness into my life through doing stuff like this. And I said, no, dad, I said, I, I, this is something that I feel that the Lord actually has led me into to do. I said, you know, you have to understand that there's a lot of creatures and stuff that, you know, we were warned about. We were warned about a lot of this stuff yeah. and nobody really ever put a face to it. They just said, you know, they heard, you know, the word demon or they heard the word entity or they heard, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, the term is you want to put to it. I said, but, you know, this is something that needs to be told to people and they have to understand that we are in a battle. And, you know, I just feel like the, the work that I'm doing is something that's good. And it's, it's you know, it's going to help people and help people to protect themselves. And, and yeah, such. well, and I think the thing of it is, is at the end of the day. These things exist. These things mm -hmm. are out there. And to turn a blind eye to it does not change that. Mm -hmm. And to not have the knowledge to understand what they're doing and not assume that everything is a violent act because it isn't. They do things differently. I mean, some are, are aggressive, of course. So are we. <laughs> right. I, I'm more, I'm more fee fearful of our people than I am any of theirs. But um, it's just their abilities. Like we need to. You know, but the thing of it is, is they're not going to be used as a weapon against us if we re have respect for them and stay away right. from them. Now, the bad ones, I'm not going to say they wouldn't. They would. That's right. why they're bad. 
any more than the people that we have in our species that are bad use guns and kill small children while they're at school. I know. You know, I mean, look at that. We need to know what they're capable of. It's like we need to, you know. We need the information. We 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 absolutely need the information. And we need to learn the other thing. um, And this is one of the things that they wanted me to come out with and talk about is the fact that their ways are not ours. Yeah. So just because we may not understand their way doesn't mean they're aggressive. I mean, I get people all the time that that contact me and they're like, it yelled at me. Okay, yeah. you were you were in its home. If you walked in my front door and I didn't know you, I'd yell at you too. Right. You know, or it was throwing right. its arms up in the air and waving its arms and yelling at me. Okay, if you're in the military and you're waving your arms above your head, that's surrender. Yeah, so yes. all it was trying to do was say, hey, I'm here. You've now gotten too close. Please kindly back up. You know, yeah. and the first thing I say to everybody is, did it zap you? No. Mm-hmm. Did it mm-hmm. physically touch you? No. Did it hurt you? No. Okay. Then it, if it wanted to, you would not be talking to me, but let's talk about what you did see and what you experienced so I can try to explain it to you. Right, right. Because if you don't know, I don't blame these people. I don't, you know, I don't feel. Oh, that no, it's horrifying. Most of them don't it, even know they even exist, first of all. Right. So, I mean, you I know, don't need to get past it. Yeah. I don't feel badly at, towards them because they didn't know. How are you going to know if nobody teaches you? Yeah. But you know, there are things out there that will hurt you. Absolutely. You know, but not all of them are there to hurt you. There's good and bad, just like with us. Yeah. And she's, we have to really learn. Ashamed. You can't tell which ones are which for humans yeah. or entities. Like it, it's really a shame. That's why it's so yeah. important for people to start realizing if I can, number one, if I can do it, anybody can, but you know, basic learning to read the energy. It's not yeah. hard. You feel it. Like if you walk by somebody, everybody will pick up a feeling if that person is really bad. Yeah. That's reading their energy. It's yeah. not hard. If you're sitting in a chair and you can feel somebody come up behind you, it's because you feel that change in the energy. That's reading energy. Yeah. You know, you walk by a child that is smiling and, and giggling or whatever, and you can just feel that euphoria from being around them it's because you're feeling that happy energy i know if you're out if you're out in the woods and you feel something negative or you feel fearful it's because you're picking up a projection of what something wants you to feel and that means you need to turn around very calmly and leave yeah but people don't i i mean i know people that go to the land between the lakes because they figure they want to experience it whether it's good bad or indifferent no that's suicide (laughs) <laughs> okay and if you're yeah. not if if you don't get hurt it's because when you were there they happen to not be around but the <laughs> bad things go there because they don't want to be by us now it's very sad to me because innocent people have died there who never knew anything about these cryptids I they know. just happen to be in the wrong place place at the wrong time but then shame on our people for not keeping it posted and not allowing people to come there they shouldn't well, be allowing people to camp there. This territory has been staked out. You know, as far as I'm concerned, if all the bad stuff wants to be in one spot, corral their asses there, let them stay there and keep us away from it. Because at least we know where they're at. Yeah, create a commune for them and just make exactly. sure. That you know, why would you want them spread out where anybody could have contact? I have no idea. If that's where they want to be, let them park their happy little asses right there. And just stay away from them. Like, it doesn't have to be our people getting killed. We are not a match for these things. Taking a gun and trying to kill them, guess what? With their abilities, 
if you have one that is part of a clan that uses paranormal abilities, those guns are not going to help you at all. If you have a, if you have a clan that, you know, is like an Amish would be for us, they don't use the abilities where they say just in flesh and blood, you might have a chance, but if you can even nail one, there's others around. I know, you know, so it's, you know, like Justin Smyja, he killed the two, you know, how he got out of there alive. I don't know. Other than there was another one that got wounded in that and they got him out of there. And I think they were more focused on that, but they're going to torment him till the day he dies. They'll play um, head games with him, which is really sad. I mean, I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. I don't care to know him. Um, you know, what I think should have been done with him is never going to happen. Yeah. You know, but that's not my call. You know, like I said, I don't know him. I, I don't know anything about him other than what was done. And the Bigfoots are the ones that told me all about it. Mm-hmm. And I later, some of the information that I had was information that was not public. Um, I later talked to someone that knew him and confirmed that what I was told was accurate. In fact, they were amazed with what I knew. Yeah. And he, they're like, oh, my God, that was Justin's. And I'm like, all I know is they're showing me pictures of it, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, I, but again, I am not going to sit here and trash him because I don't know him. My only problem that I have with him is what he did. Yeah. You know. But that that's, you know, there's also that how can you blame humans when they don't know enough about these beings? They've never been told anything. They just, I don't know anything about this guy you're but, talking about but well the I'm thing of it is on, is know, if you yeah. don't know what it, they were not in a situation where they were threatening them oh that's ignorant then well yeah. that's just that hunter. they had been putting no. they had been putting food out for months and they came around the corner in a truck with their guns out looking for them you're kidding and they they killed an adult male and they also killed one of the children that was a twin Oh, Robin. And yeah, Melba tested the sample of flesh in the study. But my the thing it is, like I said, I don't have anything. I don't personally know him. I'm not going to sit here and attack his character or anything other than I don't agree with what he did. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is this was not in self-defense. This yeah, was a calculated true. murder. And that's just the bottom line. If you don't know what something is just because you don't know what it is, you don't it's kill different. it so that you can put it up on a wall. Yep. What happened to which the, was what happened to the bodies? Well, it depends on if you go by the Foots version or Justin's. You know, according to the Foots, he had the baby. What he did with it, I don't know. The male would have been too big for them to move without um, any type of special equipment. Mm-hmm. And so he told a story of all these things that went on with it. That's between him and God. I don't know. You know, I just know what the foots have shown me and told me. But anyway, part of the flush from the adult male um, was sent to Melba for the study. Later, Justin and his team tried to recant and say it was bare when it was tested. And it did come out conclusive that it was a Bigfoot. So, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. Like I said, I don't know any of those people. Um, I don't wish them any harm. And I'm not going to sit there and slander them. I have my own personal opinions of it. But, yeah, yeah. so it was it was not a good thing. Not a good thing. And it happens, you know, a few more than a few years ago now, mm-hmm. but because um, it was back, oh my God, it's been a long time because they used the flesh in the study. God, that's awful. Yeah, it was awful. sad. And, and, you know, I've talked to the members of that clan since, and, you know, they've cleared out of there. So, 
but yeah, it was not good. But I mean, again, there was no reason for it. They weren't under attack. Yeah. The little kid was a twin. Oh, Robin. And sad. I mean, yeah. I, you know, it's it's just sad. <laughs> Justin was holding it when it died. I mean, wow. why? Why? Wow. You know, it, it was senseless. There was no reason. It was He's a special kind of person. That, yeah, he just wanted to murder him. You know, I think he thought, and, and this is just my own impression. I, this is not because anybody said anything or that Justin said anything or claimed anything. Um, you know, he's a hunter. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. And I think my, and this is just a, my own observation and opinion, not because anybody's told me that. Certainly nobody from Justin's camp, because I don't know any of them. I think he probably thought, like a lot of people do, it's just another animal out in the woods, yeah. and it'd make a great trophy. Wow, you know something nobody's seen before. Mentality sometimes, man. That just that stuff is just it's so destructive. It's like they, I, I just don't, I, I can't wrap my mind around the way they yeah. prompt things. I, I just don't, but I don't understand it. You know? Yeah, but again, I don't know his motives. I don't know anything about right. it. You know, that was just my that own thought. Of, that kind of motive where you just want to kill just to kill, just for a trophy. Yeah. I don't get Yeah, it. and know. again, I don't know anybody in his team, so I'm not saying that that's accurate. That's just my yeah. thoughts, my point of view, or, you know, my opinion. Um, yeah. I've never spoken to the man. I, I don't have any desire to. Yeah. And so what his motives were, that's between him and God. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, I know what I've heard in private conversations, but not from him or his camp. And mm-hmm. I know what my own opinion is, you know, but like I said, I would, I'm not going to slander him because I don't know what his thoughts were. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know anything like that. So I know what the Bigfoots told me. I know what they showed me. What they was his reaction that. after he did it though? Do you know, did you hear what was he just all proud of himself that he'd killed him and excited to? Um, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I really, I don't have any idea. Um, I, different things I saw him on TV. He looked pretty happy with himself, wow. you know, but that doesn't mean he was, you know, that just, that's what it looked like and appeared. What did me. the foot show you? They just showed him coming around the corner, him and his friend in a pickup mm-hmm. and or vehicle and, you know, the male came out waving his arms. My guess is to distract them from the twins they were playing. And he shot the male and he shot the one one twin. Um, the, now, the foots say that an elderly male ran out as well and was shot. I've never heard any mention of that from Justin's camp. I don't know if it was a stray bullet. I don't know anything about that. I just know that that's what the foots claim. And they claim that they... Um, helped get the older one out of there and that the male that Justin shot was the leader of that clan and the father of the twins. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, but that's just what they said, you know, that that's not anything I've heard from anybody other than the Bigfoot. I gotcha. Wow. Robin. So like I said, I'm not trying to contradict what anybody says or, or anything like that. That's just what they said. So yeah. It's rotten stuff. It is. I mean, and I, but in all fairness to Justin, I, I don't believe when it happened. And again, I've not talked to anybody there, but I don't believe in my heart that he thought they were part human at the time. 
Right. I believe he thought they were just an animal. Even so, your animal, you got an animal standing there with their two children. I mean, who kills something like that? Like, how do I you know. expect that? I, yeah, I still wouldn't have done it. And if, and you don't know what it is, if you don't right. know what it is, why the hell are you shooting it? You know, so I don't know. Like I said, the only one that would know that is Justin and his camp. And I, I don't kind know. Of brute for that kind of stuff. I'm telling you, that stuff just really rubs me the wrong way. You know, and I don't care how I you mean, spend it. I, I, yeah, I don't know him. I, I think, and I want to say this and become the most hated woman in America, but <laughs> I think from the one show I saw, he did act like he was slightly remorseful, but whether or not that was just for the TV show or not, I don't know. You don't know, know, and, and I don't, he, just, when no. he did it, he did not know what it was, but I still, the whole thing was calculated it was set up. It was not accidental, you know, and his story right. has changed several times. So I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm not going to claim to know because, you know, I wasn't there and I've never I, talked to anybody in his camp. So I, I've never really understood how hunting equates to trickery and luring things in and wearing scents of animals and turkey calls and like to me, like you know, that's not hunting. That's that you're tricking animals, or you're yeah. just somewhere. Well, and the thing it is, is you, you know, know, most of my kids hunted, and but I will say this: they ate what they hunt. That's right. They, you're if a, you know, if there's you know? a deer head or whatever, you know, then that's fine if they want to mount it. But yeah. it's after they've eaten everything, right? You know, they hunt for food, just like our forefathers did. And I have no, I, I'm not a hunter. I don't like the taste of wild game and I just, my heart breaks. Yeah. So I, I couldn't eat it anyway, but I have respect for the people that do hunt if they are right. hunting because they're using the food to feed them or their family or donating it to someone that can eat the meat. I have the I utmost respect for that. More natural. You know, like there's people that just, they don't want to eat all the crap that, you know, gets pumped into our meats and stuff. Right. I I mean, it's not no. any different than we go to this, you know, I always tell everybody right. I want my meat like God intended it under cellophane, you know, <laughs> I just, I'm just honestly, though, like I just it's the, it's that it's that other flip side of the hunting, you know, mentality where you're just you're killing for sport. Yeah, you know, I can't agree this. with that at all. I just I don't. I don't. That. And it's I don't know what heart. kind of a hunter. Yeah, I don't know what kind of a hunter Justin is. I don't know anything about yeah. it. You know, so child, I have like my a, suspicions, but that's, that's just my thoughts. It has nothing to do with yeah, reality and set him up and he killed a child with died in his arms. I mean, get real. Yeah. Like, come yeah, on. I'm sure he was quite shocked when it happened, but I mean, you know, he still did it and it is what it is. But yeah, um, like here's son, story. I've never he heard works, before. he works for the first nations in Canada and he hunts with the musqueams and fishes and I would say 99.9% .9 of his diet is hunted or fished. Yeah. You know, and that's fine. Not yeah. one piece goes to waste and the musqueams, what they, you know, they share it equally. They, you know, it, my understanding is that, you know, it gets spread around. Like um, my granddaughter mm -hmm. loves salmon and the chief brought her salmon one day. He had extra oh, salmon. God. So he brought her. Yeah. She calls him uncle. Favorite food in the world. Yeah, she calls them uncle. I love. So, I oh, they're love very, them. very immersed in the immersed in the um, culture there, which I think is beautiful. And they have just been the First Nations. The Musqueams have been incredible to my son and his wife and my granddaughter. Yeah. So very, very blessed. Very blessed. They actually live on the reservation. So, no, like I said, I, I just, I think it's 
great. It's just, it's these people, it's, it's just the cold heartedness. I just, I have a hard time with, with people that, you know, it's that cold hearted behavior, you know, that, that absolutely, it just hurts my heart. You know, it hurts me to, to know that. Yeah. Oh, I agree. You know, there, it's their, you know, that's what God supposedly judges us on is our intent. Yeah. Heart. But the ones around here are doing good. They're loud and proud. They get quiet for a few days and then they perk back up and they're loud again. And (laughs) they're so comical because, you know, I have, and we've talked about this before. I have these two big, huge pens on the front yard of cats. And most of them, I have one pen that is my unneutered male savannas, which are part West African serval and Maine Coon. And I've got my three boys over there. They're absolutely gorgeous. They look like a black leopard with the spots. Mm-hmm. And then I have another cage that has my two girls and they're the tan with the spots. And then I have my neutered males that are just domestic. And I have one female that is um, the Savannah that is the black with the spots. And they're in a separate one. So we have no babies unless I want babies. And, you know, nothing can get into these cages. I mean, the bars are very, very small. And yet I will go out there and they have these huge tubs that I keep their food in and I'll go out there and these bowls are completely empty and filled with pine cones. And it's like pine cones can't fit through the bars and the tops Mm -hmm. are covered and not only with screen, but also with tarps for shade for them. And to protect it during, they have houses in there they can get into to get out of the weather. But I also have a tarp for their comfort for shade and and rain and everything. And yet all the food's gone and they're filled with pine cones. And pine cones won't fit through the bars in there. It can't get in there. But yet something's taking the food and filling it with pine cones. And then the other day I went out there to check on everybody's water. And there's just very little water. And it's like, okay. So I thought, well, I'll get food and take it out at the same time. I go in the house to get the food. I go out and all these bowls are full of water. Yeah. And I thought this was quite bizarre because. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have this other pen. It looks like a giant hutch like you would use. It was actually made for kittens, but you would think it was a rabbit hutch. And Mm -hmm. we were coming, Pat and I had gone into town and we came back and there's these three little orphan kittens, very, very tiny. Somebody dumped them out by the swamp and they couldn't have fought a field mouse if they had to, you know, yeah. there's no way they're going to survive. They, as the field mouse would kick the rats. So mm-hmm. Pat and I, of course, got them and brought them back because they would have been taken that night by what? either, you know a snake or something so we brought them back and put them in hutch they walked right through the bars of the other cage that's how tiny mm-hmm. they were so now we have them out there and they're just little pistols but their water was full too it was like it's and then just i put so i know and i put two them. huge bowls of food out there and i went out there that night to check on them and all the food's gone oh that's crazy oh it was absolutely so they crazy. give them water and they take their food yeah and they fill their food bowls with pine cones or leaves that can't yeah, fit through the bars. Gifting, yeah, they think they're gifting them stuff back. Mm-hmm. So you they know, can't. And, yeah, and see, I used to have, well, I used to have a big bowl of cat food on the porch in Zerky, which is one of the kids would come up there and steal it out of that. Well, now that's not there. But I have two small bowls for the feral cats. They come up on my porch and eat the cat food at night. 
And mm-hmm. so I feed them during the day because at night it's anybody's guess who gets it between the possums yeah. and the raccoons and the Bigfoot. So I feed them during the day. So now they're going in because the cages are closer to the trees. Oh, so they would God. have shade. Yeah. It, you never know what's going on, what you're going to find out there, but they oh, have I- never harmed them. And every cat is still in the cage. Not one has been out. So. So in your house, you've got like birds and pigs and tortoises. I, yeah, I have my, t- oh my God, my tortoise. This is your so tortoise, I saw the tortoise in the picture. This is ridiculous. No, here's well, he'll be 250 pounds when he's full grown. My god, this is so cut up. Pat got him for me a couple years ago. I wanted one in the worst way, and he got him for me as a hatchling. So the tortoise is there. We've got the bird, we've got the guinea pig, we've got the two mini pigs, we've got the four big dogs, and we have an attached garage that they're in. And then I've got five old dogs. And then I've got another rescue in the house, actually two rescues in the house. And then my toy Australian shepherd and the golden retriever puppy. So yeah, it's like a zoo any given time, any well, given time. Guys, zoo. Let's not forget that's just inside the house, outside the house. She's got all the cryptids running around. I've, yeah. And I've got probably seven, and, but and 12 cats out there. And pens. Yeah. Cats. You know, there's, but you I mean, know what? The cryptids here are so good. They'll pick up the cats. They pick up the dogs. They're lovely. I've not had any issues whatsoever at all. They're forever bringing stuff to the dogs when they're playing in the backyard. They're obsessed with my Pyrenees. I told you, I went out there and I do the walk around every day to make sure that there's nothing in the pen that because the backyard's fenced in, so that mm-hmm. I know that there's nothing in there that can hurt the dogs. Yeah. And so I did that and everything was fine. I come in the house and I happen to look outside and I'm like, what is Freya playing with? She's our Pyrenees. I go mm-hmm. out there. She's got a freaking two by four. What? They gave her a two by four. Why? <laughs> because she loves sticks. Oh and my God. Our septic tank isn't in that part of the backyard. It sets off from it. And I've gone out there multiple times and they pulled all the stakes out of the septic tank oh and they toss God. them into the backyard so the dog will play with them. And so they, yeah, so they ran out of that. So then that day I went and I walked through the whole backyard. There was nothing there other than their toys. I mean, there was nothing there. And then I look out and she's got this five foot long two by four. Very That's proudly. Wrong. Yeah. Proudly carrying it around the backyard. I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many shoes get, they give them. They're always throwing shoes in my backyard. So they can They're play with the shoes. Like shoes, I think. Because they, they always find people or people are out like, you know, camping. And no, stuff. they go to my next door neighbor. He is forever. And he has no idea about the Bigfoots. If he knows about him, he hasn't said anything. My neighbor on the other side knows because I told her and she's seen him multiple times coming in and out of her yard and my yard. Yeah. And what they do is the guy next door, he has semis. And he's forever, him or his kids are leaving shoes out. And they go over there and steal them. And then they put them in my backyard for the dogs to play with. They're such thieves. And I'm I like, you've got to stop. They yeah, took, they, on the other side, the one that knows about him, they took her flower pot. I found it in the backyard over in the weeds. And I said, yeah. Gail, is this yours? And she said, oh, my God, that's been gone for months. I wonder where it went to. I said, no, they just hauled it into my yard. Just take whatever they want. They're like, yeah, whatever. This is yeah. ours. Yep. We're just going to move this around. We need oh, to riot. with them about in our our laws, you don't steal other people's stuff. They don't think it's stealing because they, they take it, but they'll leave something, whether it's a pine cone or a leaf. It's a barter, you know, as far as yeah, but, it, but we don't get a choice as to what we're being No, we don't. But, but they've been really active in the back. I've seen flashes of them walking around back there quite a bit lately. No, I you know, now, Yeah, now that it's getting really hot here, which sucks, I hate it here, but 
Now that it's getting really hot here, they're not as active during the day. They're getting more active at night where it's cooler for them. But yeah, they're still moving around. Neighbors have seen them up and down the block. You know, it's not like, yeah, handprints all over the cars, you know. You've got all the pictures. There's, I just, I can't get over all this stuff. It's I know. Just, it's crazy. crazy we were up at, when we were in Nebraska, they left handprints all over Christy's car. She had a rental car and <laughs> she had it in the, out in the driveway. And I had to run to Walmart. And I said, do you care if I take the car? And she's like, oh no, go ahead. So I take it and I come back and I look at there. I'm like, there's handprints all over this damn thing, all over the window and everything. So Duke mm-hmm. goes out there and he's like, you know, Mr. What is it? NCI. And yeah. he's out there pulling fingerprints out oh off God. with tape. So we put it on a board. So they've got it in the museum now. But he, they were, it was so comical because him and Christy were going off outside on the end of the house to smoke. And our bedrooms, Harriet has um, her basement. He has two bedrooms, a living room, a family room, a kitchen, a dining area, and a massive bathroom because mm-hmm. it's an apartment downstairs. And Pat and I were at one end, Duke was at the other end, and Christy was crashing in the living room on a couch. And so Duke and Christy had gone out on their end of the house and went outside to have a cigarette. Pat and I were laying in bed the opposite end of the house. And I look out the window and I watched one. There's a foot back there. He walked right by the window in physical form. Like I watched him walk by there. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'd say it was Duke, but it's 100% black. There's no clothing on it. And with the walk, you could tell what it was you know right that's funny they were peeking in the windows christy was sitting on the couch and she was cracking up because she could see him peeking in the windows God, that's so <laughs> wild. i can't imagine seeing this huge gigantic person with special abilities and this big hairy face looking in your windows at you well you that know. one in that picture that pat took that thing it's sitting down but it looks like it's levitating which they levitate anyway so i don't know why yeah. they couldn't sit down and levitate I just had never got one on camera doing it, but that's exactly what it's doing. Some of the pictures are so clear and others aren't, you know, you can't quite, unless you're there, yeah. you can't really tell unless somebody yeah. really pointed out, but it's some of these pictures are so clear, you know, know, just like that UFO, you guys got that video. Holy goodness. I know. Mufon I mean, that was crazy the- over it. Thing. I bet MUFON went nuts when they saw that thing. They did. They came back right away and said that there was nothing you know? else in the air. It it's was definitely, crazy. it was not terrestrial. It was extraterrestrial. Oh, yeah. It's it's just so. some of the stuff. And it's like people, like, I mean, we just, we live in such a crazy world. We just, well, really my friend crazy. Richie from Michigan came and stayed a couple months and he was upstairs and he forgot his phone cord. So at four o'clock in the morning, he comes downstairs and goes out to his car mm-hmm. to get the phone cord, looks up and there's a UFO over my garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Pat went one night about 11 o'clock. He just was really restless. He got up and he went for a drive and he'd come back and there's UFO over the garage again. I don't know what the deal is with the garage, but that's where the portal was open at that night. And that's two other people that have seen it. I've seen them countless times. And they had two of them that were up way up in the sky. And Pat and Ryan were flashing lights at them and they were responding and flashing back. That's crazy stuff. I'm like, what the hell? I can't leave those two unattended. Yeah. I'm like, what the I'm hell are you doing? Outside after like a, like I had to I go know. outside at three o'clock in the morning. It was like ten minutes of three, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I am not going outside at three o'clock. So I was like, ten minutes of, and I raced out to get some stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm in the house at like five minutes of three, thinking, okay, I'm in the clear because I didn't go out right at you know the witching hour. Yeah. So it it well, just was well, freaky, you know. When yeah, you're Pat and I have watched. There's these 
glowing white. They're disc-shaped. And they're the uh-huh. brightest white you've ever seen. And they come by every now and then and they skim right across the top of the trees. Like they are just hauling ass across there and they're disc shaped. Wow. That's just, that's nuts. You need to put some cameras. Oh, wow. Something's going on overhead of me right now. Wow. I'm outside right now. That's wild. Uh, I've had cameras out there. You need cameras outside. Well, I've had them. That's how I got the picture of the UFO in the portal with it opening up and a head coming out was off the cameras. Yeah. And then I got a video. I got to find it. I don't know where it's at now, but uh, you could barely see them. It's really hard to see, but they were walking in between the foots were walking in between the cars and looking on the cars and playing with cars. And then I got one that looks like a bunch of hair hanging in front of the camera lens. And then they blew out. There was a camera in the backyard and a camera in the front yard and they blew both cameras out at the same time. And so we called the company and said, you know, both of the cameras are down. We don't know what's going on. They said, I'll send them back. So we sent them back and they replaced them. They said, these things are fried from the inside out, but they both went out the same time. I know it's, it's just the stuff. I used to watch them. You can, the one we had the Zomoto ones and you can put it on your tablet or your phone so you can watch it. Yeah. And I'd sit there and watch the foots in the front yard walking around. That's neat. And I watched them morph into different things they'd be a bigfoot one minute and they'd morph down and look like a raccoon and it'd scamper across the yard and then morph back up into a bigfoot i was like holy crap you know i mean just crazy stuff crazy stuff yeah it's just i'm telling you i don't know i just watched something go across the sky just now like that that looks different I don't, i'm just kind of yep. looking at it to see what it is yeah they know we're talking about them yeah, I know. Oh, we got to go. We got to get off, guys. I'm so sorry that we had to end this, but you know, Robin, we'll be back. Always. Yeah. It's like our little podcast we do with, you, with yep, each other. She's my bestie. I got to come back. I know. Well, I love you. I will. I um, love you too, sweetheart. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And You got it. I will be around. Thanks for coming on. Take care, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on the show tonight. That was really just fun to talk to Robin again. I love talking to her. I'm really excited next week about Ron Moorhead coming on. So please join us for that. If you're on Facebook, or I'm sorry, if you're on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe button so I can kind of keep a count on everybody that's joining on there. It, it just really gives you incentive to, you know, keep things going. It, it's really great when you get comments and really, you know, some positive stuff. If you're on Apple Podcasts, um, please, you know, leave me a good review. It just really encourages us, you guys. Like if you, any podcast that you listen to, it's always awesome to have people like and subscribe and, you know, leave positive feedback for you. It just really gives you a lot of incentive. Um, Sorry about some of the glitches. Whenever I talk to Robin, we tend to have a lot of feedback, a lot of glitchy stuff going on. Voices will cut in. Things will, you know, like voices, our voices will speed up. It almost sounds like little, like aliens are talking. It's it, it's some pretty, you know, wacky stuff. And unfortunately, I just can't edit it all out. I, I just can't. It, it's almost impossible. In order for me to edit it, I'd have to, you know, cut our voices out while we're talking. And I just can't do that. So, just you know bear with me with with some of these channels when you're doing this kind of work it you know we we truly the people that are doing it we believe that there's governmental you know interference with things and that's what causes it because we could be talking to a thousand other people about mundane things and you never have it and then as soon as you're doing this kind of you know podcast or any kind of 
research or this kind of work, you you tend to get, you know, just all this stuff that starts to happen with it. And it, it gets pretty crazy. But bear with me and I hope you enjoyed the show. At some point, you know, I'll step this up and make it, you know, I'll probably get a really, you know, good quality studio and that type of stuff. But this is more, like I said, this is for, you know, to, to get information out and to, to share what, you know, my experiences have been and just, you know, teach you what I've learned and even, you know, just for us to all come together as a group and try to figure things out, you know, try to kind of put our ideas together and see what, what we can, you know, what we can come up with or what we found or whatever. But I, you know, I just, I haven't really gotten into this to do this as, you know, an entertainment type of thing. It, it's more just, you know, I just really need us to kind of, you know, get our group going here and, and join forces and see what we can come up with. But I'm really happy you guys were here tonight. You know, I really, I love you guys all so much. And, you know, say your prayers and stay safe, everyone. You know, God bless you all. And I will be talking to you soon. Take care.